What's up, everybody? This is Sports Goose number 115, 115. I'm Francisco, joined by just my buddy Charles. Andrew's not here for whatever reason. We don't know. We have no idea. He hasn't given us a reason. He's, he's attempting the Jimmy John sandwich, I'm telling you. Oh. That's my theory. Maybe he's processing it. Maybe he's trying to get You know, it he through. made me... I actually had Jimmy John's yesterday because of him. Oh. Like what I wanted from for lunch and i didn't get the gargantuan i just got the bootlegger club same thing he got which i think is one of my favorites but um yeah yeah Yeah. so subliminal messaging it works a non-sponsors work man they do work they really do andrew's basically a leader as it is so yeah that's true we can can take this into account yeah so yeah we got sports we got things going down things are happening yeah with andrew out usually means me and charles go off the rails a lot so that's be prepared for one of those episodes folks because would uh, you even say that we're like, structured because i i really prepped anything uh, i know what i want to talk I, about i got the nfl stuff because i, I kind of i labeled this bandwagoning 101 because you know it's, it's a great it's great feeling good about teams that you cheer for and now yeah. that I, now that I'm a Cincinnati Bearcats and Carolina Panthers fans, I'm feeling really good about football season now. <laughs> this is great, you know. I, look, I, I don't really condone bandwagoning if you're, especially like if you're really like t- egregious about it. Where it's like, okay, well, the uh, the Bucks are our champions. I'm a Bucks fan now. No, no, you have to have suffered long enough to the point where it's like. All right, we'll we'll allow it, right? And I'm a Florida State Seminoles and Miami Dolphins fan. I think I've suffered enough. So it's you, been you years. Suffered so much. Look, I know you I've seen and I've seen my Seminoles win a national championship. At the very least, that has happened in my lifetime. But the Dolphins, yeah, I think I've suffered enough to at, at least follow another team in the NFC for one season. And who knows? Maybe this is the the start of a of a beautiful relationship between me and the Carolina Panthers. Would you say that you and Sam Darnold are both having a resurgence of faith in football? Yeah, we both are leaving shitty teams <laughs> and and finding the love for the sport again. That's that's what it's all about, right? I mean, we can get into it. Let's let's jump into the NFL because so, that's so tell, what went tell, down. Tell me how this transitions to your bandwagoning. It's been what it seems like a successful experiment on the NFL. Oh, we, my my first week as a bandwagoning fan of uh, of the Panthers and the Bearcats has gone well. It has gone very well. All right. And, and to defend you, you are not bandwagoning onto a winning team or a team that made a finals. You're bandwagoning on a team that went what six and ten last year, something like that. Something well, look, like that. Yeah, but there was, so, I mean, you had McCaffrey and all that stuff, and, and now you got Darnold. He was hurt. He, that's true, but it's not like the Panthers didn't have pieces. It's not like, and they're in the NFC South. Yeah, the Bucks are there, but Saints are in their transition mode, and and the Falcons are the Falcons. Plus, so. you want to support the Panthers because you get to beat up on Jameis a little bit. Yeah. For uh, kind of besmirching all that is Florida State Seminoles. Yeah, well, that's that's true. Yeah, and he's not ours anymore, so <laughs> screw whatever. It doesn't matter to me no more. But, yeah, yeah, so uh, week three NFL. I, I was a bit of a glutton, though. 
a, a glutton for pain, Charles. I did watch the Miami Dolphins <laughs> last we game. Did. Oh, and... you saw it too, and I was watching it with oh, Doug. Yeah. Oh no. I, okay, so I live I live text with Doug during Dolphins football games. It's fun. It's it's probably the most fun part of a Dolphins game is us trashing the team as we're watching the game. So are you two like the Hispanic Walter and Statler? It might, from, um, it, it, it might as well be. In fact, that, that's probably a great idea to do is, on the channel is literally just do that for an entire game. Because, man, uh, I have notes here for our, our show sheet here. Uh, my note one is LOL. That's what I've written. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, I, I Charles. The safety... Did you see the safety? I did see the safety. <laughs> Jacoby Brissett to Jalen Waddle. Dolphins, what, on the one? Maybe even literally mm-hmm. on the freaking end zone? Essentially a screen without labeling it a screen. A screen with a incredibly dumb pass that, was, that looked almost like a lateral. It, it probably could have been a lateral. And he threw it high. That was another thing. So there is just absolutely no time for Waddle to even move. I don't know what went on. Like, I don't even make that mistake in Madden. (laughs) I don't make that mistake in Madden either. But I can... Little background, Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby only played, like, sparingly that one game for the Patriots. He's moved around. No, he's... And... Yeah. no, well, I know, but then he went to the Colts. And remember, he went to the Colts and it was a start because it was the best thing that you had available. It was basically taking your cousin to prom. Yeah. And then came the Andrew Luck determination. But when Luck was back, he was benched. When Luck retired and they went for Philip Rivers, he yep. was benched. Yep. And when they knew they were going to go for, like, look, I, I believe Jacoby Brissett could beat out Jacob Eason and maybe Sam Ellinger. But when they were like, ah, oh, do we want crappy Carson Wentz or just a fully healthy Jacoby Brissett they knew what decision would they make so when he was signed as a backup it's like mm, you're getting a person with experience but the same logic could be said about getting like to bring you up a, another Dolphins horror story Trent Green who oh, was God. maybe just not the right oh, person God. and that was Cam Cameron and that was like he's our starter uh... Brian Flores is a little different yeah, but yeah. it's foreseeable to say that he is at least going to be your starter um for the next four games i know two is an ir but really with fractured ribs man yeah. just four or five man yeah just, he's yeah. gone and then yeah it's an indictment of management because Tua wasn't even your guy to begin with i feel and they could at least have like better options and there is some good quarterbacks out there a certain 31-year-old African-American whose son's name is Chosen, who I think is getting the raw end and the raw dog deal. Personally speaking, his name's Canada. <clears throat> Where you're, you're just avoiding either overpaying a, a free veteran or just not wanting to keep the certain people. I, I think it could also be debated that yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty, but not even letting out Fitzpatrick was a smart move because at least there was consistency. Yes, Fitzpatrick's hurt. I know this. But Jacoby, it wasn't as if he was going to inspire. So he made that little Mm. screen short pass yeah, to yeah. Waddle and we're all just like ah. <laughs> it's a Gruden team that is not like I'm gonna oh, yeah, oh I mean the Raiders are not likable I like Derek Carr 
I like Derek Carr because everybody seems to hate Derek Carr, which makes no sense to me. Um, yeah, I like Darren Waller because he got big baby vessels last year. Sometimes I like Jace Jacobs, but I don't like any. I don't even like their GM and Mike Mayock, who clearly. <laughs> hold on, I'm looking. Doesn't do anything. Hold on, I'm looking. Hold on, I'm gonna read what me and Doug were 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 uh, texting to each other in the game. Okay, so the game it starts out. Uh, I send a picture of my TV saying I'm a glutton for pain. Doug's like, I told myself I wasn't going to watch, and yet here I am watching while wearing a dolphin shirt. Then I texted yeah. him a gif of someone putting on clown makeup. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then uh, Jacoby Brossett, he's not Lamar Jackson confirmed because he was trying to run, and he's just... he. I mean, look, the dude's huge. He's big. He was, he, hey, he was pretty hard to take down. Uh, you know, compared to Tua, who's made out of glass? Yeah. Not even glass. I think glass can be a little tough, you know. Gosh, what is he made of? Ceramic? Yeah, there we go. Something that breaks upon. He's like oh, a pot. He's like a pot in the Legend of Zelda. He <laughs> just completely I mean, like breaks. Peyton Manning's neck. That's what. <laughs> oh God! And then Doug was like, "Who needs offense when you have defense? Because the defense got a pick six. That was great. That that was that was a nice start. And." I was like 2002 Buccaneers or the Ray Lewis Ravens didn't need great offenses. And suddenly the Dolphins are up 14 to nothing and I'm telling them to stop giving me hope. And lo and behold, the Dolphins did that for me. They, they stopped giving me hope <laughs> later on. And Doug posited, imagine we go 3-0 and into his absence. And I was like, Brissette the rest of the way, trade for Watson, LOL. <laughs> And then Charles, the safety happened, and I was like, "What the fuck was that?" I literally typed that out. Doug's like, "Why the hell would you pass laterally into the end zone?" Five Reason Sports down here in, in South Florida, they were like, "That's the equivalent of the Florida Panthers defenseman intentionally sending the puck in front of his own net," and just, yeah. On an empty net, right into a defender's stick. Yep, yep, yep. I think it's like the equivalent of swinging for it when you're like ahead of the count and it's going to be a walk, but it's like a high pitch and you still do it because that's something you obviously judge do. Yeah. Yep. And then I was, then it got, it was 14 to 12, and I'm like, they're going to lose. I don't know how they're going to do it, but they're going to find a way to lose the game. And boy, howdy. I stopped I stopped watching the game once the second half started. I went out, went went on the scooter with my niece and my nephew, had a good time, you know, just just enjoying life, enjoying being a Carolina Panthers fan, Charles. <laughs> just not letting the Dolphins take down my you're, weekend. You're like, they beat up Davis Mills on not, Thursday. Not letting the, yeah, exactly. Feeling. Not letting the Florida State Seminoles ruin my weekend either. You know, it was nice. It was good to get... I touched grass. Okay, everybody? Sometimes you just need to go outside and touch grass. And, Be one with nature. Yeah. And I come back maybe, I don't know, an hour or so, I don't have no idea, later... Dolphins game and Doug is like, dude, something's happening. And me, I'm like, okay, let's see what happens. <laughs> Missed extra point by the Raiders. Dolphins tie the game. 
this happened last year between the Dolphins and the Raiders in Vegas. And I'm like, this ain't going to happen again. This this can't happen again. Is this going to happen again two years in a row for the Raiders? But uh, no. The Dolphins' offensive line is terrible. You know, they got back, you know, contending field goals, but then the Raiders just made it back down the line. Defense was probably gassed by that point for the Dolphins, and they lost. I'm like, okay. All righty. It was going to be a tie, too. Oh, no. They were, it was like, what, a minute and a half left in the game? Now they just need to hold out for a little bit more. Derek Carr just like, oh, hey, Henry Ruggs. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, that was the end of the game, and, and I'm, it's just, this is, I, I think there was like a, a tweet from, uh, oh yeah, Freddy's, Freddy's on, by the way. What's up, Freddy? What's um, up, Freddy? Uh, there was a, a tweet from, I think, Pro Football Reference saying that in the entire history of, of them keeping track of football stats, that there had never been a safety that did not involve at least a fumble or a turnover of some kind, or at least a rush or something like that, a running play. Like, this is the first time that there was a completed pass <laughs> that involved a safety. <laughs> oh, man. That, that's is it that's a funny. worse safety than Kyle Orvlovsky's little, or Dan Orvlovsky's? With the Lions? Or Dan Orvlovsky, yeah. Where at least he just kind of forgot his footing, which in the heat of the moment, I kind of get it uh, uh, compared yeah, uh, to Jacoby being like I'm at the half yard line to the end zone. I'm just thinking I'm why, just why would you pass at all first off people are like well uh, uh, Giseki was open down the middle so he wasn't even looking that way so that, that was a mistake but usually you run the ball right just run the ball get it up to the four yard line and they were up 14 nothing by that point it wouldn't have been that bad for them to punt and see if they could stop the Raiders, even if they scored or they got a field goal. It wouldn't have been that bad. But you get the safety, and suddenly now they got momentum. They actually have a crowd this year in Vegas. Uh, and, oh, yeah. Uh, so that was Miami's first overtime loss since 2012. And which is, I guess, the one good thing that like, the Dolphins have been able to do in these last few years. Oh, yeah. Jalen Waddle had 12 receptions for 58 yards. <laughs> Which is the third, the third fewest for a player with twelve plus receptions since nineteen fifty. Well, you called him replacing Jarvis with a new Jarvis, and I find that ironic because he's just a speed guy. So mm-hmm. sure, yeah, allegedly he's a speed guy. Uh, so yeah, that was my that was the Dolphins. That was yeah, they they embarrassed themselves as always. But now my new team, Charles, the Carolina Panthers. Right, you guys got some boo boos though. I know, I know, but look, baby boo boo, you know, uh, white hamster that is Christian McCaffrey. He's I not know. for like five weeks or three uh, weeks. That's gonna suck. But maybe we can. Maybe the revival of Sam Darnold will 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 keep us up there, man. Three hundred plus passing yards in the, in his first two or three games with the with the Panthers. He only did that four. Only did that four times with the with the Jets in thirty eight games, All right? He's got a three game win streak for the second time in his career. You know, they're three and zero for the first time since they went to the Super Bowl in twenty fifteen. Uh, first, first, they have fourteen sacks. 
which is the most they've ever had in team history in their first three games. So the defense is up there. They're doing some things. Okay. Their backup running back name is Chuba or Chuba Hubbard or whatever mm. his name is. I think that's just really cool because so? I think Hubba Bubba, I like, you know, nicknames <laughs> for my players. And uh, they beat Houston, which is, it's always fun to see the Texans lose. It helps me. Yeah. In the weakest division. That's true. Besides the NFC East. So. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. Matt yeah. Rule, the only competent college coach since uh, Harbaugh came into the game from Stanford. A lot, a lot of good things happen in Carolina. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there. So I'm feeling good being a Panthers fan. But, Charles, you're feeling good being a Titans fan, aren't you? you we, did we get a Henry Handy? I think we, we did. Yeah, I think we did. carries, 118 yards. No touchdowns, but it's okay. We were able to win without AJ Brown, who strained his hamstring, so we probably won't be playing next week. Very interested if we try to get back Des Fitzpatrick, who is our fourth receiver on, or I'm sorry, our fourth round pick this year in the draft, who we cut and then put on the practice squad. Because right now it's just Racy McMurray and Julio, but Julio only had four catches for like 47 yards. I think he was held out for most of the fourth quarter, so really upsetting fantasy football people. Josh Reynolds is on the IR, so to know what's happening but some people stepped up Tannehill mm. threw more picks than I liked but it doesn't matter because it's winning the game and, and you won against the division opponent that's true as well and that was such a gimme though and some people might say oh it's such a close one and when people who say that when they undermine their opponents that means they actually don't watch the Titans and they don't listen to the show because if you listen to the show Charles has been saying that our defense is trash. Mm. Our defense is Charles trying to basically go against gym leaders in Pokemon Sword Shield, which he's playing right now, without having at least a couple of uh, Pokemons over level 55. That's why we grind it, baby. Mm. Our defense is not good. We have some guys, but I think we just put Rashad Weaver on the IR, so that's concerning. But our corners, we're not 100% there, Carolyn Fairley, and then um, the other guy, I don't know. I forgot it. You know, they're on the IR. We're hoping on a 32-year-old Janoris Jenkins. He's as old as me, kids. Um, leading the way along with um, his name's not Lofton, but I forgot it. Oh, Fulton. Fulton, the former LSU player. So that's not like the best, most comfortable thing. D'Amico Autry is doing fine, but but Dupree's kind of busted up a little bit. So, but we won, and we won against a division opponent, and Jacksonville's never winning a game this year, <laughs> unless it's against us. So we're there, and then Houston lost, and we beat the Colts. So, you know, it might be a one or two game lead in the division, but it feels like five because I look at that team, and I'm like, I look at everybody else in that competition. I'm like, all right, it, we can go nine and eight, probably win that division. I I think the Colts are stupid. That's how I'm going to start this thing. I think it really shows a lack of faith and foresight into whom they plan, how they plan their whole thing to go on. I feel bad for Carson Wentz. You know he's just going out <laughs> there to just fight the stigma of being injured, but yeah. I have sprained my ankle before playing basketball, and I was just immobile for yep. such a long time. And this guy had a double sprain. And I blame the trainers, too, because there's some very, very good athletic trainers on the team and coaches for those teams, and there's some that really don't care because explain to me this, Francisco. When you have to drop back, 40, 50 times in the game because you're playing from behind. And that's also dropping back and trying to get hit by 300-pound men. Mm -hmm. And you have two sprained ankles. What is the high risk of re-injury or exacerbating the injury? Relatively high. You would agree with me. So who gained this go-ahead? And I like Frank Rick for all intents and purposes, or Frank Reich for all intents and purposes. I I think 
he's a very brilliant coach who's been dealt a bad hand, but is no one just saying this is a guy that not only has a history of injuries, but we've invested $120 million in dead money, basically, to kind of take into it. And we want to jeopardize that to beat the Titans. You really couldn't just take the game plan of just going with Jacob Eason and just running the ball with Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack, who wants to be traded. I think Miami would be a good, you know, setup. But what do I know? It's kind of tough to get running backs in the middle of the season or even the beginning of the season because if no one learns to play a book, it's over. Um, all these little things. and I, I wouldn't just, trust the Dolphins' offensive coordinators with, with the running back because the, the one that we have now, we don't even utilize them the right way. So it doesn't really Gassins, matter. Yeah. It doesn't even matter who we get. They're, they're just taking i'm gonna be facetious to miami for a second if i'm allowed to they just want to kind of put a guy who wasn't even effectively drafted and just say he's a starter and look what we can do we don't need first round or second round picks yeah. to make noticeable players plain and simple that's what it feels like but i'll take that and also the other upside of what was good about this week francisco because we were happy times when my hate train continues for seattle seahawks <laughs> that's right if you didn't listen to last yeah. week i have pushed to the side my hatred of aaron Rodgers fraud um People want to call him the GOAT. You know who's the GOAT? Devontae Adams. Jesus Christ. That man was seeing <laughs> quadruple and still catching some stuff. And Kyle Shannon helped them because they just went soft in the middle. I, I digress. But we have put my disgust of Aaron Rodgers for the last two years onto the back burner. And we're on full on the <laughs> Seattle pain train. Yep. Um, and it was great because Kirk Cousins, the quarterback that everybody always says is overrated, but everybody's full of crap because if their quarterback went down, they will want him as a safe bet for the most part. It's really like the Andy Dalton effect. But like, you know, I mean, look at this. He's got, effect. let's see, he's a sixth player over the last 25 seasons with a 70-plus completion percentage, eight-plus touchdowns, and zero interceptions in his team's first three games of the season. You know when people don't Gosh. like him because he's Mr. Checkdown, and I'm like, have you seen Zach Wilson? Do you not want Mr. Checkdown? Mm-hmm. Would you compare? But they got they they just flummoxed Seattle. They're like, oh, you have Tyler Lockett, overrated. You have uh, DK Metcalf, he's just a wide route guy, and he has a great body. That's it. Oh, you have Russell Wilson. Well, guess what? He's a Keebler elf, and I don't like Keebler cookies. <laughs> I'm an Oreo man. All right, I'm an Oreo man. Get the hell out of here. But he's a Yankee. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Goes to spring training every year. Sure, sure. <laughs> Waste everybody's time. <laughs> Listen, you're talking to Mr. Pro Hater of Yankees, <laughs> so like that, that makes it even more so. I didn't even <laughs> contemplate that because you're not even a, a two-way player when you're 32 or 31. Bring it back. So they lost a team that was 0 and 2. Really, they could be 3 and 0 if they didn't have certain things going their way, such as going wide right against the Cardinals. Another fraud. But it felt good for the pain train to continue. So it was very successful for me in my high spirits of hating everybody in football. Because if you can't, for anybody out there who are New York Giant fans, Detroit Lion fans, if you have to find an existence and you don't want to go to a second team, jump aboard the hate train. It Mm. will keep you through. Be petty like me. Just don't hate the Jets. It's too easy. Boy, Zach Wilson's looking like a bust. I know the offensive huh. line's bad, but he looks bad. Robert Sala doesn't look like he knows what he's doing. He looks like just a figurehead for a guy that got hyped up a little bit too mm. much on the whole idea. It's like, oh, yeah, that defensive unit was so good. There's a lot of people who are good defensive units. I'm going to throw you a name of a coach who's probably the ultimate, like, we hired him because he was a good coordinator, and we maximized his potential, and that's it. Brian Billick. 
for those who don't remember. Yeah, with the Ravens. <laughs> yeah, with the Ravens, it goes from there, and then you achieve nothing. Uh, I mean, he got a Super Bowl. That's fine, but that unit was well made because it's really yeah. to Oz. He was probably the best GM of all time. They had to go with Trent Dilfer, but he couldn't do anything with Kyle Bowler. Yeah, but with that defense and whatever, I mean, sheesh. They, they, got yeah, one, well, they got one, and they faced the New York yeah. Giants, which was the perfect team for them, so yeah. I, I feel like that's what every defensive coordinator who is just known for being a defensive coordinator can, that's like who that's who they're like you know how Dexter from Dexter's lab locker had Albert Einstein that's literally who I think they would go to would be like Brian Miller from back in the day but um just as every offensive coordinator would just shine to Mike Martz granted Mike Martz never won it as a head coach so you know he got there to the end but only one was a coordinator if I recall before what's his name Dave Vermeil um stepped down bringing it back because we were going down like mm-hmm. roads of people's names who they didn't know from 20 years ago um hate train's good but robert Sala's not looking good zach wilson's and mike lafleur is looking like mike lafraud just like his brother hmm. mike lafleur um you took Corey davis and remember Corey davis off and i'm like i ain't gonna miss you because i didn't want to invest that big money into you go ahead and have him you know he's trying sure but yeah, your Mackay Becton's on the IR because he's got concussions. That's well, concerning when let's, you're a lineman and you're getting paid to get hit all the time. Let's let's take the hate train on over to Pittsburgh. We hate Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I, it is, Francisco. I love being right about it. It is the greatest pleasure. And when we said and I offered you three teams to, mm. to go on the hate Well, no, well, the, yeah. the Steelers wasn't, it was more Ben Roethlisberger than, oh, yeah. than anything else. Well, I, but you know what? I'll kind of hate the Steelers too. Okay. Stop. All right. Don't, don't mock me with your consistency. Don't mock me with your consistency. Don't, don't, you know, you've had a lot of great players leave and they went to suck elsewhere, but you don't care about you guys. You play favoritism. Le'Veon Bell left. Plaxico. Burris left. But guess what? Two of them won Super Bowl rings. Yeah, so I'm gonna comment on that. You know, that there's some true. Penis, you, you this you're not new. You're not you're, you're organically bleh. you're like the rebirth in life, but there's nothing fancy about you to me anymore in that sense because it was stingy defense. We're gonna pay TJ Watt, we're gonna do all this stuff, but then you let all your offensive line go. You got caught being played on the steel curtain. That's what it was. And I, look, I'm not saying don't pay TJ Watt, but you should have paid that O-line because y'all couldn't block for the runners last year. And then wasting a first-round pick on Najee Harris didn't get you anything, especially since Najee Harris, just like another first-rounder, Matt Jones, I felt could have been taken the second round, unless necessity, but I think he was the only first-round running back taken. Oh, besides Travis Etine, taken by whom? The Jaguars, who didn't need him. So there we go. But... Roethlisberger, look at that ass. Um, he, he's looking like Dunkin' Donuts when you want Krispy Kreme Donuts. Yeah. Just a battle. You saw the handoff, mm. and he fell, right? Yeah. You saw that? Yeah. Oh, his stats are bad. Uh, he's it's not even the, oh, no, the he's, arm of he He's done, man. Him. He's done. He has been, he's been done. He's been... He's not He's not Tom Brady. He's not going to... He doesn't have... He doesn't have the body for that, you know? Heck, you're in any tree, calls him Captain Fat Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that you're in three wants him out too. I don't yeah. listen to much of him because it's like I, I don't have enough time in the day to just kind of go in between any kind of subscribers, but I, I get the bits that you guys have me in. It's great. Oh, yeah. But I think there's a lot of Pittsburgh because the problem is too is you really missed out on your potential. And when you say, hey, who do we have next for Ben? Mason Rudolph ain't the answer. Josh Dobbs is out. Um, you had, what was the other guy? The other one that wasn't good before Mason Rudolph. And now you have. 
uh, Dwayne Haskins, who obviously isn't going to successfully get there. So, and the problem is with Roethlisberger, you know they're going to win games. So they could end up winning games where they're stuck with the whole middle of the pack QBs to choose from. Mm. And is it going to be like, oh man, we're going to pick Blaine Gabbert? Are we going to have to pick a Jake Locker effect? Are we going to have to pick this guy? Or are we going to be residual to just Jordan Love, kind of 32, when he's not ready whatsoever? I don't know. Because you're not going to go and be bad to tank. Um, that's for the Giants to do and for the Falcons to do. No, still not going to do that. Yeah, so it's like, what are you really going to do? Because you're going to be running in with the next Tommy Maddox. And it, it, listen, if the Steelers really cared, they would be like, all right, fine, this is your last go, but you'd be looking at like Cam or somebody to kind of go with if you don't want. Because I don't think they want to invest you in You need a bridge. Round. They need a bridge, basically. Well, I don't I don't think they want to invest in first-round QB, so that's why I'm bringing this hate, because I'm bringing in on this hubris that they have well, that's, done for That's years. what they mean. That's what hey. I mean. They need like they're, they're looking for a bridge more than anything else. But the thing is, with quarterbacks, they haven't had it because it was mm-hmm. they were used to Roethlisberger for so long. I don't know. I mean, well, they got to – I mean, Byron Lovewich. They they got to. I mean, it's time. You don't want a Dolphin situation where they're not ready for Roethlisberger to be re- retired. They they got to do it now. In fact, it's it's time, man. It's been time. Let's go. It's too late. And the thing uh-huh. is, with uh, me, with the little bit of college football that I have been watching. I don't see a single QB that I'm like, yeah, this is a first-round draft pick. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't been there yet. Definitely not in Bama. There's nothing Clemson's producing, because can we say it Dabo Sweeney is a fraud! <laughs> um, he's so bad. I love it. Exposed. Exposed is the word we're going to use here. And I don't know enough of on Georgia and Auburn to kind of like say, hey, these are guys there. So Oregon, maybe. But I don't know if that guy's um, in, a, in a draftable year. So they might have really just screwed themselves over because they gave him a two-year contract for like $50 million. It's just no point. I'll bring it all back. Um, it's a good thing to hate them and to hate Big Ben. So I'll take it. Let's see. Where's the – okay, well, unfortunately, the hate train can't stop in Jacksonville between the Cardinals and Jaguars. But we can hate on them from the, from, as we're passing by, right? Oh, I'm going to I'm gonna throw that shade. I feel bad for Trevor Lawrence. I mean you – know, he has a fraud as coach, a coach. <laughs> in Urban Meyer. And as coordinators, they have nothing. And, like, I don't know if the pieces they have on that offense is – like, Robinson is being used as if he was an undrafted rookie compared to last year who broke a 1,000 yards. Now he's just playing like a guy who's just undrafted and doesn't know anything. He signs out. Uh, Chenault, I tried my best to say his name right. I liked him coming out of college, but – Urban Myers is like slants, go deep, maybe a play action. Marvin Jones Jr., who I like, he was on my other fantasy football team. He, he's just there to be that veteran and get that cash money. Yeah. But it's just so bad all around. It's just very ass. And Urban's a fraud, and we don't like him. And it, you have to fire him, right? I, I'm hoping. The, the problem with the cons is that they're super patient because they had Gus Bradley for so long and then Doug Marone for so long. But can this franchise really tolerate a two and fourteen record? Because you know they're going to be the Titans once we go open up this. Um, but this isn't like where hey the Titans went two and fourteen, they went like three and thirteen the following year because they had a grand scheme of plans. This is a team that has spent money, not spent money, blow the whole roster up, everything coming into it. So I'm like, eh. and then, and then there's the Arizona Cardinals. Hmm. I am not a Kyler Murray guy every year if you like fantasy football you will like kyler murray or food to see fat ball 
Who is he fan ball? Because that's what it feels like. Yes, Kyler can run. He can pass. He had that disgusting pick six. The reason why I would like the Cardinals, two names. Two names. DeAndre Hopkins. We love the Nuck in my house. Mm. And I still need some AJ Green. The man did phenomenal things in Cincinnati. And, of course, my time with him when he was my fantasy football son. Because that man was undrafted every year when I did it like religiously. Him and Julio Jones was disgusting. I was dirty as that team. No one messed with me. I don't care about anything else because part of the problem is every quarterback's like a system quarterback, but he is really tailored to Cliff Kingsbury. And if Cliff gets fired, what are you getting at Kyler? Because he still kind of panics and throws all the run kind of thing. That's where that pick six happened. And then two is like, what is his level upon replacement? I know we do war in a sense of baseball, and I don't necessarily am a fan of that analytic, but what is like, there's a seeing eye test when you see a quarterback being drafted. You're like, yeah, I know that guy's going to be good. And then when you get to them, like actually making your team productively better, you've only gone up by two with Kyler. So as a rookie, you went like six times. Yes, he was better than Josh Rosen. I was always saying Josh Rosen already. So I'm gonna stand to that. But then you like your eight and eight, and you plugged in a little bit more offense for him. Rondell Moore is a great guy coming out of Purdue, I believe. Freddie can correct me if I'm wrong on that. James Conner being a running back. Maybe he's our lead. Maybe Chase Edmonton. It depends. But it's not like they run the ball enough. That's not Kingsbury side because it's so systematically set there that we're just hoping – Kyler Murray is like, you know, Keeler Elf version of Lamar, the way they want to play it out. But I don't think it's going to work. And you really need to appreciate Lamar Jackson, Francisco, because you look at Kyler and you look at Lamar, and ideally same person, same skills. Would you not say? Better coaching, though. I will give the idea of the better benefit of a defensive coordinator. But – um but it's not as if Lamar had the best weapons when he won his MVP two years ago. Hmm. I don't know Marquise Brown that's... was on that. Yeah. Mark Andrews was just a big – they had Hayden Hurst that they were rolling out. I can't even give you names of w- Willie Sneed. Whereas there's Kyler. I got arguably the second best that's receiver. True. He's got Hopkins. He's got Green. They don't I have mean, a tight end, but like... tight ends are in between. Moore is a good pickup. Trust me. And then they have uh, Christian Kirksey. Don't forget him. And then, you know, Larry Fitzgerald is going to come out of retirement if they're in, like, playoff contention. That's what I really what you think he's waiting for. Hmm. Larry just won't say it. He's got to make sure that you're actually going to make it, and then he'll pop out. Because he's in condition. The guy's going to take it. It's the old play. It's the old play. Again. Hmm. Um, I mean, could pull up Jerry yeah. Rice and just look for whatever. Just yeah. go team to team. Well, I think he read, if he was really wanting to play for other team, I think he would just retire because he only knows one system. That would be Clips. But for me, it's it, I just don't see the Kyler thing. And I don't know if you like Kyler. I don't even know if you watch enough of him. Stuff. He's a great human highlight reel. That's why the highlight reel is made. But I'm talking about like wins and losses, man, because it, there is the negative of having that one more game of the season because you're going 8-8 eight and eight last year. You missed out. Kyler couldn't get you the wins. The defense kind of fell out. Kyler got hurt. To do this just to go nine and eight because the NFC West is just stacked. Hmm. And I don't, and you look at who he played. Let me give you I, I did real analytics on this because my paralegal likes to throw shade at me for my hate for Kyler. So there's some hmm. real stuff. First week, who do they beat? Oh, guess who? They beat bum 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 bum. The Titans were ass. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I, I can tell you that right now. Like I already told you the defense was bad. Who do they beat? just now the jaguars ass and who do they beat but not really beat the vikings yeah so 
on paper, it is you benefited and they from ba- a They barely beat the Vikings. That was by one point. Now we saw that maybe the Vikings have woken up a little bit. Who knows? But yeah. Yeah. But so, like, convince me, Francisco. Convince me that Kyler is there. Mm. Convince me on that hate train. But there's that. And then there's one more hate train I'll give. Well, yeah. That, be- was it next week? Let's see. Hold on. The Cardinals. They play against. Oh, the Los Angeles Rams, a real team. Let's see what happens. <sighs> That's. That's a team. That's a team that's frightening. This is not the Joe Montana goes to the Chiefs and just elevates the Chiefs just to be respectable kind of vibe of a veteran quarterback going beat out. This is like to bring up my own love. This is the year Steve McNair went to Baltimore and they went from me like a middling five and eleven straight to a thirteen and three and then an AFC championship game. Like that's the monumental effect. Because I'm not gonna say that the Rams are gonna win a Super Bowl. A lot of people like to do that. Um Everybody seems to like to do that when one man tracing because it's still Matt Stafford at mm. the end of the day, where he has still a high ceiling. But he, there was a season where he popped out like 5,000 yards, and things happen, right? It, it is a team effort when you talk about this team is built to win a Super Bowl. I don't think Stafford was ever really the missing piece because say what you will about Jared Goff, but it's not that they were terrible with him. It's just he kind of like kept shooting himself in the foot for not being a smarter, more responsible player. But um, oof, the Rams, oh boy, are they scary. And then my last stop on the hay train, it's too easy. It's too easy, but I'm going to say it anyway, is that, boy, how did New York Giants suck ass? <laughs> I, I just don't get it. Like, they have so many contracts to consider and pick up. Like, I would let Saquon out, to be honest with you. Running mm-hmm. backs are a dime dozen. You always have that opportunity to drive some things there. Daniel Jones, true. he's played fine the last two weeks, but when you're playing against Atlanta and you're playing against... I don't even know who they lost to last week. That was, um, oh, the the football team, the Washington football team. Yeah, playing well against them is like me winning a pick game of pickup at, at basketball at the park against like thirteen year olds. I'm just saying that I have I have no shame. You come at me, man. You know, I love treat you, boy. Mess with me. <laughs> um, but I don't take pride to it. But the Maras, they were getting booed during Eli's. Hall of Fame or Ring of Fame ceremony, mm. so that was kind of going from there. I don't know, man. I'm. You need a plan. Gettleman. Gettleman's a weird kind of GM because he's drafted well and he signed badly, but he still made those Panthers prominent. But mm, that's just all questionable to Charles. Okay. Well, that's our rundown. The NFL. We went long on that. Look yeah. at that. No, it was a lot to talk about. There was a lot to talk about. Right. It's also because we're not really going to talk much about college football. Yeah, and we started late too, so, you know, that's fine. Okay, so let's see. Yeah, I don't really have much to say about college football, whatever, you know, Seminoles lost. How did it feel being a Bearcats fan? Oh, it felt In- good. It is, it is you know, a bandwagon. Beating, so. Yeah, beating Indiana on the road, you know. It's, it's, it's nice having a team that can actually do things, you know. It's nice. Is there competent offenses? I guess. <laughs> Do they have competent I'm, I'm quarterbacks? St- I'm still, yeah. You know, relatively speaking to what I to where I came from, yes. You know, I, I think that's why Andrew chickened out because he knew the Milton hate train was going to continue. Oh no! <laughs> and, and but let's be fair. You know, I'm not going to let that go. Mm, no, you're not. No, mm. because. You have yeah. to acknowledge when someone's yeah. not playing well. Like, yeah, I mean, look, if he's done, he's done. Okay, great. He's, you know, it's a miracle. His leg is 
put back together and he can walk and run and do all that stuff, but he, he's probably lost something. He probably lost something, all right? So, he doesn't right, even have also the best guys. Finish, finish your degree, get a job someplace, become an insurance broker. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He'll probably come from, I don't know where he, if he comes from money. I have no idea. He's a trust fund baby. He'll be good. He'll be fine. He'll find a job. Go to UCF. Be a athletic person. I have no idea. Athletic. Maybe like Andy from the office, always talking about Cornell and how good Cornell <laughs> was. So there you go. All right. Let's see. Well, I guess usually we go off on our tangents, right? So Charles, we had a Nintendo Direct because we might as well talk about it right now. We had an Nintendo. Well, we are a gaming channel sometimes. Sometimes podcasting. We usually you know, when um, when Andrew's not here, we'll we'll go off into that. Into that, and we realm. always want to open into esports. We we've had a good discussion about esports as oh, possibility in the future. Esports, so. e like like Splatoon, like, like Splatoon, Splatoon three, Mario? possibly oh. looking good. New stuff. I'm Speaking excited. Speaking of another three, Bayonetta. Bayonetta yeah. Three. Oh yeah. Well, hey, look, it's fine. Look, Charles, if it's it's happening. Like, see, they actually showed gameplay for you. Can we call that an underrated series? Is it fair? Because 2 was just delightful. I had no idea what the hell was going on, and I found it to be extremely delightful. I, I like uh, spoilers, but... <laughs> I like how it, they kind of made a looping timeline where it's like, oh, the first game moves into the second game. The second game actually calls back to the first one, and they just like, okay, that's fine. Oh, yeah, but the third one looked good. Bayonetta's got her new look, new look, I guess. She's got a new How look. How do you feel about the kaijus? Because I am super... Oh, oh yeah. No, that's, that's it's like, oh, that, that was great. Oh, monster battles? To give some insight for those who've never played Bayonetta, I want to say it's female Devil May Cry with much more craziness. Mm -hmm. With, with some ninja guide and difficulty, yeah. now adding a monster, a Godzilla monster mode to it because why yeah. not, right? Why also, not? Highly replayable, highly replayable, and that's the point of the game. Actually, is to keep playing it, playing on easy mode and hard mode, and just get get better at the combos, and just go yeah. to get upgrades. I mean, that's the whole fluid, point. Fluid combat. You know, doesn't stall, stutter. Story kind of makes sense, kind of doesn't make sense, but you're not in those games fully for story. If you like Devil May Cry 5, you'll love the Bayonetta series. And you know I love Devil May Cry 5. That was a non-sponsor. Boy, that was such a fun game. I still, I, I won't trade it in because how much I enjoyed it. I know on a rainy day I might dedicate eight hours mm. to go back out to again. I mean, I dedicated so much more, but I digress. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, the Bayonetta, yeah, that's, that's, that's great. I, I'm... Just being able to control the monsters is, is fantastic. I, I can't wait. And you got the different kinds of monsters, different kinds of demons and stuff. Oh, And it seems like a wide-based level because you're in the city. Oh, and it looks good. It's running silky smooth. like that. So like, do you remember in Bayonetta 2, and kids, they did redo it for um, Switch. the Switch. Yeah. And I, because if you did, they had, they came, I got the one that had both 1 and 2. For the price of just number two coming in, uh, I think it was only like thirty bucks for me when I got it because you know I don't pay full price or anything. But getting two games of it, but in number two, I think in like the second to last chapter when you're fighting the tanks because the tanks came rolling in, oh, oh, or it was something. It was a form of vehicle combat that was so interesting. So it just reminded me of that on crack. Mm. Uh, you just want those fun set games, like 
just play it. It's really cheap. You can get it for the Wii U if you want it, but just get it on the Switch because now the Switch has the new fancy OLED that's out there, so you can get things in even more. It comes out. Yeah, that comes out next out. month, actually. I think it's yeah. launching alongside the new Metroid, which they show they showed off more of it this time for Metroid Dread. Looking good. I didn't see too much of that trailer because I don't want to spoil myself. I know it's a Metroid game, but I, but I actually really like the series, and I'm actually super excited for this one. Like, really, yeah, really excited. Of, you're more about Metroid than I am. I think it's because I have a very love-hate relationship with Prime. Um, Prime really comes down to, like, I feel I appreciate for what it was, but without any evolution, we cannot succeed. And I think once I got to, like, the end of Echoes, I'm like, I'm out. And I have Corruption, which is the weirdest thing. And I never, like, played it past the two hours. Really? But I also... I know. But also, that was that time when I was about to jump into law school, so mm. games were really on hiatus. But it's one of those things where they redid it for the Switch, I'd probably just get all three of them again and just I give mean, it a fair shake. Because who, who I was at 15 is different than who I am at 32. It's been 17 years, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, no, I love Metroid Prime, but but uh, no, the 2D Metroids, that's the first actual new one that's not yeah, a remake. Like 20 years, right? Yeah, exactly. Almost 20 years now, so it's it's got everybody all excited, and now we got this on an HD console. Like this is this was a legitimate. The same people who did the uh, return, uh, Samus Returns on the 3DS, but now they got actual power to work with. It's gonna be great. Oh, it's gonna be really good. That's, I can see 15, 20 hours, maybe. I don't know. Sheesh, who knows how long this will be? What people need to realize is this is the stuff that you want this Switch to be made for. The game wise, 2D scrollers. Like, I don't think they understand. I don't need this big AAA 3D action game that takes, like, 60 hours. You need something like MechWarrior 5, which is supporting this us is, now. Or, this is um, literally, like, what, this is this feels like, okay, what if the Super Nintendo had the power of the Nintendo Switch? This is what it feels like. This is what they would do. It, it is, is exactly what the Switch would be for. And if you're going to kind of gravitate games towards that, I think that's an excellent rendition to have because... A lot of my platformers, man, my indie platformers, I won't play on my PlayStation 4 or PS5. I want on my Switch because I feel it's just so ergonomical and perfect for it. Really? Yeah, I might lose a little bit in the graphical upgrade, but trust me, indie indie gaming, the highest I go to is 32 bits as it is. It's just more about the polish and the cell shading, so it looks good on my screen. Yeah, but now we got a game that has the power of the Switch backed by Nintendo, their own franchise. You know, it's going to be great. It looks good already. So, oh, speaking of platformers, Kirby with a 3D platformer for the first time ever. Interesting. Oh yeah. I don't. You didn't play Star Allies. I did, and I thoroughly enjoyed Star Allies. Too easy though. That's my problem with every Kirby game. But what I like that Nintendo does that no other company seems to, whether it's Microsoft or Sony, I like that they make games I find cute and wholesome. Not everything needs to be murder, kill, death, revenge. Or a hundred-hour JRPG Persona Five. I got it. One day I'll touch it. But um, something about something that can make me feel good. Like I played Yoshi's uh, Crafted World. Remember, like two months ago, loved it. It was great. It was like a seven and a half. I don't need to be anything more than that. It was cute. Coming after a heartache. We're lawyers. We have some hard stuff that goes on. Mm. Francisco gets people. Like, you know, sometimes I get deported. I got to deal with other stuff that comes into it. We we like a good profession, but sometimes we need that mental health that kind of be happy and there's something about seeing this big pink bubblegum inhaling people and getting their powers and being cute and that screams something for charles I maybe just, i am too am a fat pink bubblegum that just inhales everything he gets around him I, I like the fact that this kirby looks like they're gonna do some different stuff first off 3d platformer first time that's happening 
the rest of the games they're like they're 2d but they're presented like presented in 3d but they're actually 2d that's what all the games have been like star allies or return of dreamland or uh 64 so everything's kind of been a side screen but but now we got an actual 3d platformer he's like in an abandoned like like a desolate abandoned island like an abandoned city, like something horrible. It's basically, happened. Last of Us in Kirby <laughs> yeah. World. Someone made that analogy on Twitter. I was cracking up because they're not wrong because there's a great uh, mall scene. Yeah. Or mall chapter in there. Yeah, exactly. Like I love, like oh, this would be awesome. I'm hoping they do some cool stuff with the, with the, uh, the powers and stuff. Maybe you can combine them. Well, so I, can I'm, I give you my theory and, of where he's at? And, and uh, uh, yeah, after I said this, like after, uh, yeah. and I, I'm hoping like. You know, because Kirby games are easy, right? They're all easy. That's that's the whole Super point. Easy. And just you know, you just chill the, to them for one. You know, but I'm hoping because it's in 3D that adds to the challenge. Because now you got to deal with perspective and all that stuff. I'm not expecting Mario Odyssey type of platforming at all, but you know, something on par with like Mario 3D World, anything like that. So I'm hoping that'll that'll happen. But yeah, so what, I, what do you think he's at? I believe it's a crossover to some and you mentioned the game already of mario odyssey because of new dog city that or pikmin pikmin is also kind of like a uh, yeah abandoned earth type of thing but i looked at the art direction and and mind you it's two different even though it's nintendo publishing it's two different creators studios thank you um but there was something about it that tipped the hand i couldn't remember what it was from the trailer but it was something I was like, ah, this reminds me of like New Dog City and how Mario kind of seemed out of place, but in a good way. Mm. And if they went with that, Kirby, he's just washed up somewhat. First off, the wash up thing is totally to me a um a straight up like homage to Link's Awakening, because that's literally that's how stars yeah. Koho Island. So I, I think Kirby, I think you're literally gonna utilize Kirby as your multiverse. Because what's sexy in the media world today? For movies and TV I mean, shows, everything's is. like a multiverse. Goes in space, you know, and then they can connect to different worlds from there, like space themed characters like Metroid and F Zero. But we still haven't gotten. God, they're never going to announce an F Zero. Um, but uh, I was I I was expecting a second tier franchise. I hadn't I didn't expect Kirby. You were correct. I thought I thought Donkey Kong because we haven't seen Donkey Kong in a bit. We haven't seen Donkey Kong in a bit. I know Retro is making freaking the new metroid prime so they're busy with that so i don't know if we'll see a ducky cog but i was expecting something different uh i just kind of hoping it was like a star fox or or a pikmin 4 is not ready yet and you know they're making it but yeah um okay but yeah kirby uh let's see what else monster hunter rise sunbreak uh, expansion i'm not playing monster hunter uh the next smash the last smash character is next week we'll see that rumor is uh sora like it's really building up there and i think the only thing that tipped its hand because of melody that that game that came out mm. so i mean if that would happen they'd probably pair it with like oh all the kingdom hearts are on the switch now probably that'd probably be like a thing uh animal crossing we'll get it on direct but i don't play animal crossing so it doesn't matter to me uh they showed off more of mario party superstars looking good uh knights of the old republic is coming to the switch <laughs> just, okay, but, just not the remake but yeah the old one like if you want i mean the publishing company not the publishing but there's 
Ark, I think, is the one. No, it's not Ark. There's one who just constantly does all the Star Wars remakes. Aspire. The who did yeah, Aspire. Aspire, thank you. Yeah. They're the ones who did Jedi Outcast 1 and 2 and um, yeah. Jedi, not, uh, Jedi Academy. So and Republic Commander, so they're in good hands. They yeah, they probably did Episode One Racer. Thing. Yeah, they're re-releasing all the old stuff, which is I get. It's nice to see. We're we're getting all the N64, PS1, Xbox, PS2, GameCube era stuff. So at least yeah, that's getting released. A lot of stuff that you do, I think, want at the end of the Disney, day. Yeah. I'm, oh no, Disney wants that because now oh you get because what all the Star Wars stuff is all connected, right? So you get more of the lore for everybody out there. There you go. Uh, let's see. The Super Mario Brothers movie is going to get real interesting. <sighs> we, we got Chris. Let, I'm going to let you take the point on this one because this is near and dear to you. Um, all right. So we got Chris Pratt as Mario. Anya mm. Taylor-Joy as Peach. Perfect. Charlie Day as Luigi. And I can't, I can't wait to see that. Uh, Jack Black is Bowser, which... Uh, no, Ron Perlman should have been Bowser. On my deathbed. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key as Toad. Perfect. Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Nope. And then you had some other stuff. I think Fred Armisen's gonna be like Cranky Kong, I think, or something like that. And, and uh, some other ones. Charles Martinet, who's the actual voice of Mario and Luigi and Wario, Waluigi, and, and Donkey Kong. He's uh he's gonna be in the movie, but just not playing the role of Mario. Mario you know, yeah. which I was okay. So I I honestly didn't think they would go with this way. To be honest, I thought they'd make I thought they'd make more of a almost akin to like a silent film in a way, where Mario speaks but very minimally because. Like I don't know if you've heard Charles Martinet on YouTube when he actually plays as Mario at like, at like events and stuff like that, and I can do I can do a pretty good Mario impression myself. It's really weird hearing Mario say complete sentences in that voice, you know. Yeah. I mean, compared to Mickey Mouse, but Mickey Mouse has always been that way. But Mario, first off, it's hard to do the voice and say complete sentences, and if you listen to Charles Martinet do it. The longer the longer the sentence that he's doing, the more it either turns into gibberish, Italian gibberish, or his real voice, and this happens to me too, his real voice starts to come in. Because you just can't keep it up for that long. <laughs> That's what she said. Um, <laughs> I, come on, man. I had to do that. Um... So it's a really hard voice to do. Luigi's voice is actually much easier. Wario's voice is easier. Waluigi's voice is easier to do. But Mario's voice is really hard to do, and it's really hard to keep up for that long. So I didn't, but I, I thought it'd be like in a silent film type of way. I didn't think they'd go all Hollywood with it, but they have. And now that it's happening, I'm for it. And I'm hoping, like, like like uh, you play Mario and Rabbits, right? Um, well, I, it's on the backlog, but, but I, yeah, okay. I know you've talked your love of it. Uh, but you've seen like trailers and stuff for, or the trailer for yeah. the new one and stuff like that. Like the animation for that looks fantastic. It's it's great. But I now that they've put this cast out there, I'm thinking there's no way they can do this in the current style that Mario looks. 
he's probably going to get some sort of redesign specifically for this movie and all the characters too. Which scares us. It'll be stylized. Yeah, which is, yeah, I'm kind of, I'll give them a chance because one, uh, we saw what Pokemon did with the realistic take on the Pokemon, which worked out really well. Very good movie. Detective Pikachu, muy bueno. So we saw that, you know, Nintendo's been really weary with their properties, and we saw, okay, now Pokemon worked out, all right, let's do Mario now. And then we saw the backlash with Sonic, and then they changed them, and everything was good. So I would expect... And it was a good movie. Yeah, I would expect Illumination, who, you know, does the Minions movies and stuff like that, uh, Despicable Me, all that stuff. They, I think they do, did they do Clyde with the Chest of Meatballs? I don't even know. I, I forgot, but... Um... Uh, they did. Uh, they, they do. They, they did a lot of Doctor Seuss stuff. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they did. The, yeah, all the Doctor Seuss stuff and stuff like that. They do very safe movies. <laughs> a lot of criticism for it because they basically—it's essentially a machine. Really, they churn out movies for animated movies, uh, computer animated movies for kids. It's—it's it's a machine now. They have a formula for it. Which helps with their costs and all that stuff, but still, it's a machine. But hopefully, with Miyamoto and stuff involved, and some actual, a lot of, like, we got an A-lister and, and Chris Pratt there. Like we will That's debatable. Uh, we will. Well, I would say he is. Uh, we're gonna get a movie that's competent at the very least. And hey, look. Anything's better than the first Mario movie that they made, right? You, sh- you shut your mouth. Um, <laughs> like I enjoy that movie. I, I haven't watched oh, it. You in no people enjoy that movie. Ironically, years? you do. Uh, you enjoy it ironically, yes. But but yeah, yeah. you know me. I probably just <laughs> you're talking to the guy who literally was watching clips of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three when they go back in time Japan out of joy. Oh, also to laugh. Oh no, wait, hold on. No, we're, we're we're talking the the trilogy. Of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that's a whole different story, right? Yeah, but you know, so I love about I love John Leguizamo. I love this the and Bob Hoskins. I love the intro for the second Ninja Turtles movie where they they just run down the stairs and they're there. There's not much of an intro. It's just like, oh, there they are. They they just they just come out kicking. Yeah, just get to it. More movies should start like that instead of like oh you know with a pan and all that stuff. Like just like. Oh, bad things happening. The hero is immediately there. Like, oh, we're here, everybody. Let's do it. Anyways, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm holding off judgment right now with the cast. So, I'm like, all right, let's see, let's see the style. Let's let's see the first trailer. <laughs> here's my thing with the cast. This is my thing with the cast. I I, put, I I effed up, and I played the game of if I had to cast people, who would I cast? I am perfectly fine with Charlie Day as Luigi, beyond belief, because he's going to get that. I was so surprised game. by it, but now that I'm like, yes, please. Uh, yes, please. Pepe Sylvia, please. <laughs> please. A, if you've seen, um, I almost call it Gundam, but it's not Gundam. Freaking Pacific Rim. Okay. His, his hyper character, like, science doctor yeah. thingy whatever the hell it was kaiju expert is kind of what Luigi would probably be anyway and a joy taylor she literally looks like princess beach yeah know, just straight up yeah um, works. i'm not crazy about seth rogan as donkey kong but but oh i'm only okay if you have if jonah he's... hell be diddy kong yeah or if so he's... Have... <laughs> yeah 
because I, I want that dynamic. Um, you already know my opinion on Bowser. I'm not a Jack Black guy. I'm going to preface it with that statement. Okay. I am not, and a lot of people hate me for it. But Ron Perlman, I just like Ron Perlman. I just want to hear someone who gritty gravitas go for there. Hmm. And then we get to Chris Pratt. And I don't dislike Chris Pratt. I like Chris Pratt. But when you look at like movies Chris Pratt has made, the only one that I've seen, actively seen, that I want to see is the Guardian movies hmm. and, and Jurassic World. And I was like, okay, that's fine. But yeah, see, that's anybody who... Mm. No. Eh, gen- generic, I like to, I like generic to, action film. I like to keep my brain cells. And um, coming into a lot of that, totally rad, dude. Yes, it is, Freddy. Ninja Turtles is always totally rad, California. Uh, I, I messed up and I said, man, the perfect person to have voiced Mario to me because I was flipping on and the office came on would have been Steve Carell. I, I literally can't get it out of my head now. <laughs> Okay. It, it, it's like into it because there's that wholesomeness, that joke, and then that like that weird level of laughter. I I don't like Steve Carell, so I was I was just stuck on it. I was terribly stuck on it. But at the end of the day, I'm gonna see it the same way as I saw Detective Pikachu and the same way I saw Sonic because it has my intrigue and I'm gonna have like the lowest expectations anyway because at the end of the day, it's just gonna be an animation film. So it's yeah. the same way of how we felt when we saw like I saw Horton Hears a Who when I was like 20 on a date. So it's like. Sometimes you, that's the thing about movies, kids. You just go to movies just to see the damn movie. That's it. And that's what's going to happen with the Mario movie. Yeah. I don't care about plot. It's just going to be dumb fun. I don't fun. care about any of that. Yeah, it's yeah, just dumb it, fun. It's just going to be there. It's not going to make Listen, if it's made by Illumination, it's just dumb fun. It's just going to be like, and okay. And for the love of God, get some laughs. Have Idris, have some, yeah, if you, if you a have fart Idris joke here and there. Being, exactly. If you have Idris Elba being um, Knuckles, which is awesome to oh. me, in. Sonic oh. Hedgehog, then what I need I predominantly, <laughs> I just need Morgan Freeman to voice Yoshi, and I'll be the happiest person. That's fine. <laughs> just put in cool people to do things. Yeah. Okay. Someone, <laughs> it's interesting. But that, and that's what they want too, because Nintendo needs to thrive, so they're going to want to kind of whore out their franchises to a different kind of mainstream of that's non-game, so movies, TV shows. Yeah. We all Mid. see that. Yeah, yeah, we'll see if this look if it if it's successful. We're doing a Sonic the Hedgehog show, right? Yeah, yeah if it's if it's if it's yeah, well, yeah, Netflix is going to be doing that, and if it's successful, maybe we'll see. I mean, what we got a Last of Us series about to pop out now too. Uh, there's yeah, a Halo yeah. series coming out too. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. They had the Castlevania series on. Yeah, yeah Castlevania. Oh, oh, Castlevania got announced on uh, the Advance Collection on the Switch. So, so it's like I want to play that, but here's the problem: sometimes it's good just to have the, the memories instead of trying to relive nostalgia again. Because those you, things are wickedly a pain in the ass. Well, hopefully they have like the rewind feature. Well, they do, right? They have all the rewind features and all that stuff. So you know, that's... they should. Ooh, bigger note: since we're talking about rewind feature and what that's usually associated with. Oh yeah, N sixty four Sega expansion. And I was yes, I'm gonna pay extra. Like for the N sixty four was rumored, but I was really surprised by the Sega one. If you have Space Harrier, which you know, I've harped to it to you before on it. It's 90 minutes of pure joy. Space Harrier 1 and 2 was one of my favorite Sega Genesis games. It is something that I have played so much on. And yes, I can pay $7 for it. the Fantasy Zone. Thank you. And I don't want to pay $7 for it because that's a Crunchwrap Supreme. Have you ever played Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed? No. Okay. The final, I think there's... It's called the Ages or the Race of Ages or something. It's like the last track in the game, um, and it's basically a love letter. To, to, like there's just floating Sega Saturns and stuff all over the place. It's great oh. arcade cabinets, and the theme for that track is Space Harrier. 
<laughs> and it's a really loved... good it's a really good remix of that theme space harrier was kind of like the first open world running gunner to a degree yeah it's not as open world as you think but it gives the perception of open world running gun the same way of how sonic and those little um ball levels when you get the little magical ring goes into it and i yeah. loved it man holy crap it, it was just mm, chef's kiss to me so much enjoyment that came into my life coming into it and for some reason, I'll pay a $20 annual fee to just play it as opposed to paying the $70, $7, but it's because for 90 minutes, I want that Crunchyroll Supreme. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know how I am. I'm cheap, man. I'm not going to oh, yeah. lie about it. But the N64 allows me to kind of get back into some games I never got around to because when you're 10 years old and games right. are $50, $60, it didn't happen. Yeah, so let, let's go down this list, all right? So this is let's the this is the N64 games, all right? We got Super Mario 64. Look, I was... Okay, first off, I was surprised... Here, my my like, dumbass bought Super we Mario uh, All-Star. Yeah, we heard the rumors. I'm like, okay, N64, that, that sounds good. But I honestly thought Nintendo wouldn't do it. I thought they'd just go like Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, and that'd be it. And then like... They'd sell the N64 games individually. That's what I thought it would be. Because, like, they knew they could hit on nostalgia Fair. that way. Fair. That's what I thought it would be. Okay, well, they, yeah, because of Mario. Because I'm like, okay, they sold Mario 64, Sunshine, and Galaxy for 60 bucks. Why wouldn't they just, uh, okay, 20 bucks, Legend of Zelda Arcade of Time, 20 bucks, this. And, like, I thought that would be that way. But, lo and behold, we got this. I'm not complaining. We got Rewind Feature. Save states. That's gonna be great. Online play, too. Can do that with Mario friends. Party OG. Yeah. If they want to go big and just go smash, but uh, I don't think they're ready for that. I don't think Mario Party because they're literally remaking that. But we got Mario sixty four. All right, Mario Kart sixty four. Great. Diddy Kong Racing, baby. Star Fox sixty four. Yoshi you know Story. Yoshi Story. Yeah. Ocarina of Time. Oh wait, Ocarina's coming out. Yeah, of course. Charles never played it. Good. Because, you know, that was one of those hard-ass games when you were eight years old. And now you got save states, so you're, you'll be great. Save states and rewind. Mario Tennis. Dr. Mario 64, which I've never played and actually has a story mode. So that would be fun. Sin and Punishment. I've never played that. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I never played that. I know they re-released it on the Wii, but never played yeah. it. Win back, which is like the lone third party game on there, which like N64 didn't have many third party games that were good. So hopefully we'll get some obscure that's some Castlevania games, Mega Man Legend Mega Man 64, which is Mega Man Legends. So hopefully we'll get some of that stuff just to get it on there because there's no way they're gonna re re Capcom's never gonna resell Mega Man Legends. <laughs> so we might as well just put it on this. Um Sega Genesis, Castlevania Bloodlines. Never played through that. The lone Castlevania game on the Genesis. Contra Hardcore. Uh, Dr. Robotics Mean Bean Machine. Uh, I remember that. Countless times on every Sonic compilation. Echo the Dolphin. Played through that already. But there. Golden Axe. There's always Golden Axe. Golden Axe will always be released for Sega games. And uh, Gunstar Heroes. Good game. Really good game. Musha. Another one. I haven't played through Musha. Fantasy Star 4. RPG, never played through that, but it's a good one. Rystar, I've never beaten it. I've played through it, but I've never beaten it, so get a chance to finally do that. Shining Force, uh, that's another like RPG for Sega. That's a good one. Shinobi 3, 
Shinobi's really Oof. good. It's a good game. Sonic 2, which is the only Sonic game so far on here. I, all right. Usually they always just put Sonic 1, but we got Sonic 2. Uh, Streets of Rage. And, always the Streets of Rage. Yep. And Strider. So we got that. I never played through uh, those two either. But I was really surprised Genesis came out because they already have a Genesis compilation on the Switch that you can buy. I was really surprised. And that's why I'm not really excited for it, minus Space Harrier, because even I have, for my 360, I have the Ultimate Collection. And I can play Space Harrier, but you have to like get a certain score yeah. on something in order to get it. So it, it's not a big incentivization for me or incentive for me to kind of want to go and do those things and play it out and it could be stronger i i think the upside is maybe streets of rage but they also have streets of rage 4 they could just pay 50 bucks well, for I've heard streets of awesome. rage 4 yeah people are like really praising streets of rage 4 well though that team is making the ninja turtles game Freddy's here. That, I, that i texted you uh let's see totally Shining force you had the better soundtrack yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh, let's see. So yeah, uh, yeah, I was really surprised Sega got that. But I'm hey, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining at all. I'll get it. I'll, I'll play through some of those guys. I haven't beaten some of I, those. And I do uh, care about the price because I pay twenty for an annual subscription. Yep. I'll pay thirty. I'm not paying forty. Yeah. No, I don't think they'll. It'll probably be ten more bucks. I can't see them justifying forty unless they add like Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance or something like that. That probably the I only will... reason why. I will and, bend a little bit if and, they have Pokemon Stadium in there. Well, th- they did announce other future games. So, uh, Majora's Mask, uh, F-Zero, okay. F-Zero X. <laughs> We're only going to be playing old F-Zero games. We're never going to play new ones. Mario Golf, Pokemon. You just have Rush, too, so that's yeah. tough for Charles. Mario Golf, Pokemon Snap, uh, Kirby 64, Paper Mario. And this is the big one, Banjo Kazooie. Oof. So, rare. Well, I, I guess licensing rights goes to Nintendo, so it's fine. Well, no, and then the Microsoft owns it. Microsoft, that was the whole but big deal. On, of... the, on the game itself for Banjo Kazooie, they can release that old product. No, no, they haven't. They can't. It's it's all my. It's, it's no, because Rare published Banjo like they published it themselves. It wasn't Nintendo. Oh, that's right. It's not Nintendo finance. Yeah. Same thing with Perfect Dark. So that's yeah. why Perfect Dark is being redeveloped by IDOS. I think is doing it. That's a reboot, though. No, no, Crystal Dynamics. Crystal Dynamics is doing that. The one people look. They 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 made Lord Croft games. Yeah. I'll have faith in them. Yeah. So, their their Marvel game was not that good though. Yeah. So From what I've heard. They're uh, um. Was it well? I don't see Chris and Max, right? It's all well. It's it's Square Enix. They own them, so it's all that. But uh, yeah. So it's it's looking like we'll probably get Diddy Kong Racing if Microsoft. Look, Microsoft, Nintendo, are buddy, buddy, right now. <laughs> at this point. Well, let's let's address the real game that we want. Uh, let's see, Perfect Dark, Goldeneye. No, no, I don't, I don't care about that. Not Goldeneye? I want 1080. Oh no! That, that no, that's gonna get on there. You'll get 1080. Put, you'll get put him, put you'll get Wave Race. Game. You'll get Pilot Wings. There, there's not many N64 Nintendo games on. You know, literally, they, that's basically almost the entire library. The rest are Mario Party and Smash Brothers, and then what? Uh, Pokemon Stadium One and Two. Uh, I can't really name much more than this. <laughs> there's not much more. Uh, okay. Well, Charles, I guess we've gone on long here. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, and the controllers. They're releasing controllers. 
50 bucks though. 50 bucks for an N64 controller. <laughs> but hey, it's a brand new one and the joystick's going to work. So You know what bothers me though? Like to take it back to anybody who is born from 1995 is where I'll, I'll kind of limit this out. Um so we had to pay for a rumble pack. Yeah. I think just just remember that. I think they will. Uh, it, it has to be included. I would assume that they will have yeah. Rumble inside of it. Oh, they'll already be into it. But it makes you really see how technology's evolved. He says as he's playing his Switch and Pokemon in the, the ninth generation. It'd be really weird world. if they built and are like, "Hey, if you have your old over in sixty four, it's Rumble a total." It, if this was the Wii, oh, if this was the Wii, it'd be, would, it'd be a total move. They would have done it oh get your memory cards and your n64 rumble packs if you want to play pokemon stadium buy the transfer pack and get pokemon yellow on your game boy <laughs> yeah that'll be it'll be interesting and i might justify the n64 controller but the genesis controller that's no, really steep for the N- and it's the three button one not the six button one which oh, is man. even worse so if they release like street fighter you're screwed. Do you remember the game changer was when you had to get the fighting arcade controller when you wanted to do either Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat? Or, yeah, that um... was the whole reason Sega re- made a oh. six-button one was because they. No, I remember because me and my remember sister remember with the joystick one. You know what I'm talking about? Well, me, the big uh, old one. Me and my sister when we had a Genesis, we just had Sonic games and we rented from Blockbuster. And we rented Street Fighter, and we had to do the whole like press start to switch from kicking to punching thing because <laughs> we only had the three button controller. Oh man, those were the days of inconvenience. <laughs> oh, let's go, Charles. Word from our non sponsors because we are, uh, we're, we're this is not going to be a long episode, right? We'll talk about baseball after this, and then we'll, uh, Probably not much from the NBA. We'll head into the cage after that. All right. Nope. So, so let's let's do it because I, I I showed up late. But uh, people, places, things, concepts, what have you that we've been enjoying over the last week. I'm gonna go first. Go for it. All right, Charles. I remember a long, long time ago. You had mentioned that sometimes you just need to pamper yourself, or it may have been uh, Aziz Ansari's character in Parks and Rec. Might have been you, might have, or both of you. Who knows? It's both. It's yeah. both. Treat yourself. Yeah. So, in any case, I did. I did this past weekend. All right, we had my birthday episode and stuff like that. My sister was like, "What would you like?" And I'm like, "You know what? I could use a good facial. <laughs> just like, just get over there. Well, you know, I got, I got not great skin." It was time. My face was dry. I was feeling like I need to. I need rejuvenation in my life because I'm getting old. <laughs> so my sister paid for it. Very expensive place to go, but man, it is absolutely re- relaxing as all hell. I went to this place called Smize Pro Med Spa in Wellington. Okay, next to the Wellington Mall. There it is. The place is just classy as all hell. It looks I fancy. Mean, yeah, it is super fancy. You got massages. You got the Botox. Um, <laughs> phrasing is not, it's not a thing anymore. B- believe me, BU. Phrasing is much a thing here. Okay? 
I've watched we're, we're woke culture. I've, I've watched enough Archer to know phrasing. <laughs> um, so I did, yeah, I, I treated myself to a nice facial, okay, and I hope people do take this out of context. But yes, it is nice and fancy. I had a technician come in and look at my face and determine what I needed to rejuvenate, bring myself back to life. It's about an hour there just laying down and just just freaking let them go to town and and i've been here before this is I, i've been here for massages and all kinds of stuff man i've have you ever had a i mean charles you know you pamper yourself you you do that you go and you get a nice good massage and it's, have you ever fallen asleep <laughs> my god almost so i have a monthly <laughs> subscription to massages so yeah especially if you're having that long day where you're in court mm. and you were sweating and you got that heat and you have some like six foot ten man just destroying you like a Kit Kat bar knock the hell out and i wear contacts so that's what stops me because i feel like the fluttering and i feel uh. the contact roll. <laughs> no i uh i i literally like i will i catch myself before i completely fall asleep but you can hear like <laughs> like i am it is so relaxing these people are so good all right, they got all the fancy doodads and whatnots here, okay? But you get what you pay for. You get what you pay for. So nice staff there. So yeah, um, that's that's my non-sponsor uh, promo code phrasing. Phrasing. Did you give them just a tip? <laughs> bring it back to some archer involved. <laughs> they just announced a season thirteen. I'm like, Jesus Christ! I'm not. I'm not caught up. I have to catch up, but I, I gotta catch up. I, I've been back since season seven because oh. I was just my. I have this bad tendency of binging shows, which I guess is my next transition to things. Um, so it's kind of tough for me because either I'm in it to win it, or I'm out, and that's why I hate everybody's like, "Oh, you should watch the show." Like everybody's like, "Watch Ted Lasso." I'm like, "No, nah. <laughs> it's just not gonna happen." Watch the show. No, nah, I can't do it because I, I know what happens. I'm not is paying that, for an Apple TV subscription. I'm just not. I, exactly. But even if it wasn't on Apple, Apple Plus TV, or whatever. The issue is that I would watch something, binge it, but I don't binge things from start to finish most of the time. I'll binge it for like, you know, five hours worth of television and then I'll just stop. It's what happened to me in The Witcher and they got season two coming out and I, I just have a mm. bad crush on Heavy Cavill and I should finish it. But I'm like, man, it's Gerald, you know, he kills things. Okay. However, about two, three, eight, anime is weird. A- mm. Anime is weird. That's how I'm going to start this. There's some animes that kind of just halt. Just like how some regular TV shows calls me. Well, I feel like I'm in a situation in life where I'm like, oh, I just need to watch a little. I just need a little hit. I just need a little fix. I just watched a really weird one, so. <laughs> well, this one's not weird, but this one's just exceptional. And the thing is, man, is I've watched this before. I've done a complete, you know, ass elbows beginning to end of it about two, three years ago. And I don't know what happened, but three weeks ago i was like ah oh, you know because i I've, I've mentioned a lot of anime in my non-sponsors for a while i have talked about my hero academia which i guess still watch season five no. I, I haven't finished season four of um attack on titan even though i was so close and that's what i hate about myself sometimes but i was thinking to myself man how did you you haka show do with this thing again and i went on the youtube and i'm like i saw like one or two scenes i'm like i'm gonna rewatch this this is on hulu i'm gonna do this i don't have i don't need crunchy roll and and um Funimation. I'm just gonna rewatch itself. And Watch cartoons what, online, <laughs> right? So, Yu Yu Hakusho. What came into it was 
the theme song, Smile Bomb, you know, it's very optimistic, stuff like that. And what led me to thinking about Yu Hakusho was, man, I think it really had one of those great endings. Because me and my buddy Houdini were talking about how um, a certain anime is not going to have a good ending based off the manga. And then I'm like, oh, you know, Netflix is going to have a live action series? Okay. Yeah, Netflix, they're also doing live action Cowboy Bebop, and I'm going to hate it, and I'm going to love it at the same time. Ooh, who are they casting for that? You don't know? I don't know. Oh, buddy, I'm going to go on the side thing real quickly. Yu Hakusho is my non-sponsor, but I'm going to go a side thing to inform Francisco. Did John they... Cho is Spike Spiegel. You have um, oh, I another guy that up. was in Luke Cage as Bushmaster, who is um, going to be Jet. You're going to have Daniel Pineda as um, Faye. They have a dog as Ayn. There's no announcement. And Alex Hassel from The Boys is Vicious, but I saw him in the hair in this newest trailer with the wig, and he, huh. it's spot on. I'm, like, shocked. Elena okay. said teen's going to be Julia, and she kind of looks the type into it. Um, it's not going to work, but it's going to be enough for me. Because you're talking about, like, you're talking about, like, just the reverent of hmm. anime when you talk about Cowboy Bebop. But to bring it back to Yu Hakusho, I would say Yu Hakusho's up there. Like, if you have anime, it was always DBZ was the introductions on Toonami. And then came some other stuff. It was Yu Hakusho, it was Rurouni Kenshin, um, Gundams, and stuff like that. But the, and Cowboy Bebop, of course. But Yu Hakusho is, just has a lot of likable characters. Kuwabara, apparently it's me. Like, there's a scene where he goes to go fight somebody. He may or may not die. And he just goes and says, something happens to me, take care of my cat. As I look at my cat, who's right across from me, taking a nap. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty much Kuwabara. He's a, he's a dweeb. Let me something he ate. When I remember watching the show as a kid, I never finished it completely. And then when I watched it three years ago on Hulu, allowed me to finish the whole entire thing. I'm like, boy, Karama's just a badass. He's, he might be my favorite. Yoko Karama coming in to switch between the spirit, um, his regular human body, and then his spirit. And then Yusuke is good. And I'm, I'm just about to finish Dark Tower, or not Dark Tower, Dark Tournament. I'm thinking Dark Tower because that's what I'm listening to. But Dark Tournament, um, and it's just so addictive to watch everything. It might be one of the best arcs out there. And it's just so dang good, man. The animation, it shows its age a little bit, 1992 to 1995. But the story is simple. Yu Hakusho, it's Yusuke Urameshi, sacrifices his life to save a kid from getting ran over by a car. He gets put up by Kawema and Botan, who's like a reaper in that sense. And they say, hey, you want to keep your life, go back into it. Go be a detective and go deal with the spirit world and demon world and the apparitions. It's kind of martial arts, kind of not martial arts, but interesting energy stuff, great side characters. And I like uh, Sensui as a villain, um, or Shinobu. I think it's a very interesting arc, and that's good enough for people to watch it in itself to get to there. The final arc is not necessarily needed, but it's like a big epilogue. But you're talking about 100-something episodes, addictive theme songs, even the ending theme songs are good. Sayonara, bye-bye. Please take care of yourself. I'm blessed out right now saying to you guys. I enjoy it a lot. It's a lot of fun. Watch it on Hulu. Watch it on Funimation. Watch it. The English dub is good, too. I'm a dub guy. I don't like the sub unless I really have to. Um, but it still stands tall, man. And I think once I'm done with it, I'll finally finish the last three episodes of Attack on Time that I have to watch until the new season comes out. And then I'll go back to Black Clover. But very big, um, very big fan of it. Yu Show promo code Ghost Files. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Ever watch it? Inquire. In, you know inquire here have you ever watched it i have not i mean it's on it's me. on the list it's on the it's on the oh, oh. <laughs> i just watched one called watamote <laughs> this is oh god it is um it's about a high school oh, look, hold on let me the english translation of the show uh 
is Watamote. Was it? Uh, let's see. No matter. Oh yeah, here it is. Watamote. No matter how I look at it, it's you guys' fault. I'm unpopular. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, you know, we, 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 of course they take like a one-word thing to just expand it to a full sentence. Yeah, it's 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 about a girl. She's not popular, but she's got this internal. She is. Ah, uh, she is a lot of people in high school. <laughs> you also uh, like that slice a lot of, of life anime. Too. I know, but this is not this is not slice of life like the other slice of life, where it's like kind of generic in a way. This is a little more extreme, a little more, a little more lewd too. So uh, that's the reason I like it. It goes a little more to that, and it's from the perspective of a girl, which is interesting. Uh, not a popular one. It's it's fun. It's it's stupid, but it's fun. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, she's got, it's, it's constantly from her internal dialogue and it's, it's literally a lot of people's high school experience <laughs> that are introverts and things like that. So, uh, part of that resonates with me for sure. Okay. All right, Charles. Baseball. <sighs> Big uh, booty daddy. <laughs> I, I'm going to be the most... Stanton. No, he's Daddy Yankee, man. I miss him point. now. <laughs> Let it be known, I was the only man supporting him yep. this entire no season. No matter how from... much he struck out from slider low in the way. But no, he's actually, his strikeout rate's down now. Like, he is, him and Aaron Judge, well, literally, it's those two guys well, putting the Yankees on their back. Right now, just to, because we're going to hype up, Aaron Judge had a homer, and he just had a sacrifice fly to take the Ooh. lead in, against Toronto. There's, some, there's big games going on. This I'm is the gauntlet, by the way. Okay, so, all right, here, all right, picture right now. So this is it. The rest of the races are pretty much done. The National League is done, right? I mean, really, it's yeah, only about the, the NL East, and it's like the Phillies and Braves, and I don't care who's going to win that one. Uh, and then, like, the Brewers, the Dodgers and Giants are fighting for whoever wins the West, but whatever. And then the Cardinals are probably going to win the World Series if they keep playing like this. Uh, American League, Central's done. West is done. East is done. Wild card. A's, Mariners, Blue Jays, Yankees, Red Sox. Yankees. The gauntlet right now because they got the the Red Sox and the Blue Jays, okay. No, we have and, and the, the Rays. And the, we had the Blue Jays and the Rays. No, we I'm just saying, but Sox. from 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 oh, last yeah, well, we week, did. from last week Oof. here, the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, and the Rays have already clinched. So they'll probably unless they're trying to and go for like blue, and, and both the Red Sox and the Blue Jays get the Orioles. Yeah, exactly. Which is just auto wins. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, so set up right now. Uh, so the Yankees have this. Red Sox and Orioles have that. Uh, or no, and Blue Jays have that. So we've got these teams, and it'll probably come out of the American League East because I don't the Mariners are somehow winning and they have an off I mean, have you seen their run differential? It's like minus seventy or something like that. They're There's, they're winning in spite of, of losing. Exactly. They're they should not be where they are right now, but they are. Okay? I don't know what it is, but they're there. The A's are not going to make it. They just they they had it, but they've they've been too inconsistent to be able to kind of pull it off here this last week. And the Jays with their mad run going into September, and now they're there, right? They're there. And the Red Sox, the Red Sox and the Yankees, kind of like they were kind of 
playing at 500, not doing so hot. Looked like the Mariners and the Blue Jays were going to take their spots. But now, both teams turned it on. Both teams asserting their dominance. Both teams go head-to-head in the three-game series at Fenway Park. The New York Yankees versus the Boston Red Sox. The rivalry. Here we go, Charles. Giancarlo Stanton. Say this about him. The man comes to play when he's needed the most. (laughs) Tell him the stats, Francisco. Three home runs, Charles. Not only three home runs, but three home runs in the most clutch of moments. Okay, these aren't garbage time home runs either. This isn't like a solo shot in the first inning to start things out. No, these are crucial moments. And Saturday, Charles. Bases loaded for Senor Stanton. And what does he do? Uh, he, he sends one off to Gillette Stadium. That's what he does. Because I think he landed in Foxborough, probably. My God. Wow. And I'm bringing it back since I'm not doing fantasy football this year. Three-game we'll sweep. Big Bessos. Alex he gets Cora. a big vessel. And the Boston Red Sox. Alex Cora. The, the, the revenge tour. Charles. This matters. This matters <laughs> mightily to me. This, to the, okay, Charles. Let me, let me. Does Alex Cora not making the playoffs matter more than Aaron Boone getting fired? Absolutely. Okay. Because it's a twofold way. It's us leading to them getting fired. Mm. Or I'm sorry, not fired. Us leading to them getting eliminated because they need at least one one of those games. Yeah. And it didn't happen. They have an easy schedule. Like they, They're playing Baltimore, but they're losing, which... Only we lose the Baltimore. So don't give me hope. I'm a man of statistics. Oh, Charles, okay? do you know what today is? It's the 10th anniversary of game 162. When another wild card race. The, was it was it the wild card or the American League Ace? No, it was the wild card, right? With the Boston Red Sox. Were uh, trying to make the playoffs. Looked like they had it in hand facing the Baltimore Orioles. And then the Rays needed to beat the Yankees. And then subsequently have the Red Sox lose. Is that the chicken and beer controversy? No, no, no. This was the game 162 that led to us having the wild card game. Where the Cardinals and the Rays punched their ticket on the last day. The tiebreaker, right? And the Red Sox choked in their game against the Baltimore Orioles, who they're facing right now. When the Yankees were, like, stomping the Rays, and the Rays made it had the epic comeback. Even though, we could say the Yankees probably wanted the Red Sox out, right? Come on now. Come on now. There was the 2011 Yankees, Joe Girardi, Jeters, our Lord and Savior was still on the club. Like, you knew. You knew if they could find a way to screw over the Red Sox, they could, right? And they would. And they did, by losing that game. Because they already had the AL East locked up. So, anyways, Charles... Here we well, go. They have Baltimore and then Washington for the next series, and I'm really hoping Washington is a trap game. I'm really hoping that them being like, "Hey, we just got rid of expensive players." At 65 and 92, I don't have much hope. Juan Soto can carry the Nationals through three games at the very least. I think. Play spoiler. I did. <laughs> I did the stats. I need the Baltimore Orioles between the next six days to win four games because they play both. Baltimore, they play both Boston and Toronto. Yeah. 
They just need to win <laughs> two each, three of one, oh something, because <laughs> it, it's tough math, man. I don't <laughs> like this stuff. I didn't go to law school to do math. This the is the most like <laughs> thought process. By, by the way, everybody, <laughs> the Baltimore Orioles are uh, are currently tied for the worst record in baseball, and they need to tank. So you've got the most epic of tanks trying to make this happen <laughs> and spoiling the Red Sox and the and the and the Jays. We will see. Do you remember that episode of South Park? I was watching this clip earlier, and it could be more relevant than right now, where the South Park kids are trying not to go to the Little League World Series, and they're going to get the other <laughs> oh, yeah. kids that don't want to go. <laughs> Arm the bat, dad. <laughs> this is literally what it feels like for me, and I can't do this. Anymore. I thought this was America. This is America. <laughs> what do you want to do? You're the best around. <laughs> but the big bad booty daddy is trying for us. Aaron Judge, just pay him. I'm I'm accepting it. Just pay him. He he's doing this. Like he's he might break 40 home runs, and John Carlo might break 40 home runs. And here's another stat. From what I saw earlier today, I believe Giancarlo had ten RBIs total yep. in that three-game series. Yep. What? He's uh, what Amer- American League Player of the Week. Yep. My God, and Giancarlo once again. I've been behind you all season, but this is good. This is what you want as a casual, non-casual baseball fan. This is what you want as a die-hard fan. But you asked me if it means more if Alex Cora loses instead of. Um, Instead of Boone getting fired, I just want Boone to get fired. But (laughs) I also don't want to miss the playoffs because here's the problem. We're so close to taste it that I I can't live with that concept. It's not like we're just 60 wins and I'm okay with that. I'm I'm fine with that, man. You're already already there. Let's go from there. I'm a Tennessee Titans fan. It was two years, two and 14, three and 13. It didn't hurt. It hurt less to be that bad than to be nine and seven for three years straight and not make the playoffs. You know, um, that shit hurts. That's the ten and six Dolphins, and they don't get to do it because of other things. Because you're really like mm-hmm. you really weigh into what game. Because I think what's going to haunt us was losing that series, um, the series sweep that happened with Toronto, because that's what led to this damnation that we're feeling right now. And I, I, I don't want that. It's no bueno. Mm. And especially since we're getting productivity this season from two guys who were not productive, who are more hype who and are potential more mad at a glass. Yeah, and considering the fact that our our bullpen's just terrible, <laughs> straight up, like it, 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 you know who's starting today and why I was panicking because it was Tyon oh. who started, and I was like, oh no, if if anybody's been kind of that, tracking, they knew. Look, hey, that Jay's offense. <clears throat> but but here's the problem. Here's the thing. Boone played it smart. He only kept Tyon in for two innings. <laughs> oh, I couldn't knows. believe it. He finally knows. I was in shock. I'm like, because oh, we also have Severino back, and he's obviously they, not. They be literally starting, they cannot afford to lose any. Jameson Tyon meltdown. Yeah, because what? Like you lose the Jays are immediately right there. So yeah, it, it comes into well. I think the math is that the Jays are two games behind but us right now. Right they, now, okay, yeah. So the Yanks are in the first wild card spot, one game ahead of the Red Sox. Red Sox are one game ahead of the Jays. One and a half Which over. Means the Jays are two games behind us. One and a half over the Mariners, and then the A's are three and a half, but they're they're done. They're gone. Um, at this point, it's hard to come back. So yeah, yeah. Outside of something wacky happening with the Mariners, and somehow they they, but 
right now those like those Orioles games really matter and there it's the bottom of the seventh inning at this moment between the O's and the Sox the J a four game losing streak for the Red Sox right now ooh morale is gonna go down I'm not a man of faith and prayer I think I keep that in between I don't want to chance it with sports because I've been hurt before ooh. but this is one of those times where I'll go to a pew and a pedestal. I'll put a dollar in the donation, and I'm just like, for the love of God, just let Baltimore win four games. Just let them do it. Four games. Four games, because they still might still have their tank. Because here's the problem, too. You know what the messed up part is? We could beat the Jays. The Jays can still make the playoffs. I don't know if I want to play that team. No, I one really game don't. playoff. At Yankee Stadium, give me, give me, give me Alex Cora. The short porch, Please. that offense. Mm. Give me Alex Cora because Vladdy's still Vladdy. It's ridiculous. And then Simeon's kind of back and being consistent, and Bichette, and then Correa's even doing okay. Springer, I don't want that smoke. I really don't. Give me Boston, who we just kind of demoralized. Please, mm. I'm in your head. If we lose, we lose, right? But it's like. You know how it is. There's just certain teams that you're like, we don't want that. Yeah, if you guys face the Red Sox at Yankee Stadium, you guys probably win. Yeah, and I'll, I'll just I'll just hitch my britches on Garrett Cole and like, I'll, you give me Garrett Cole and a night game, not not four o'clock. <laughs> give me him at seven p.m. and give me Aaron Judge and Sean Carlos Stanton, knowing what's on at stake. And they made the proper defensive shifts because they moved Glaber to back to second base because he wasn't getting it done at shortstop which is probably the end of his term with us because you couldn't adapt fully to what we need you to be i think we have geo urschel who was our third baseman is now being our shortstop I- i'd rather just roll with cole judge and um big bad booty daddy daddy mm. yankee and just hitch my britches on that against the red Sox instead of us because here's the thing uh robbie Roberts, whatever the guy's name is, Robbie Ray, the the pitcher there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's hot right now. And then there's still Barrios, who is nothing to kind of laugh at. And I think if they're gonna kind of set in that wild card game, it would be their ones or twos coming into it. I, I don't want that smoke, man. I don't want that smoke with Jose Barrios and all of them. I'm like, no, thank you. Uh, I'll pass the Robbie Ray coming into it. Cause Robbie Ray, I originally thought because I don't know if Ryu is still playing well, but I originally thought Garrett Cole was going to be in line for um, the AL Cy Young. The problem is is that even though I think they beat him statistically everywhere else, voters just care too much about ERAs. And with Cole pushing out like a three ERA now and Ray coming in with a three, six, eight it, or two, six, eight, it's like, all right, we already know where they're going to go with this. But I think Cole has higher strikeout rate and then higher innings pitched. And I'm just gonna be in haunting. I don't want to. I don't want to play them. They strike okay. fear. To me. I think. All right. I think thinks that they're gonna be a, a World Series team in years to come, and I, I don't disagree. Yeah, we'll see. We shall. Okay. So yeah, and then uh, yeah, the Braves are beating the Phillies right now. Yeah, the Braves are gonna win the division. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Phillies are not gonna. Man, the Phillies squandered the whole freaking month. They had the easiest strength of schedule to finish out the season, and they squandered it. Okay. All right. So I think that's it. Charles, let's let's head on over to the cage. 
Alrighty, welcome everybody. Your weekly Trueplex Decade with Charles. Full disclaimer, wrestling is not fake. It is scripted. It is a stage fight. It is a song and dance. It's poetry and motion. It is a soap opera. It's about men and women trying to beat the holy hell out of each other, trying to impact their legacy and expand and be memorable in the Mount Rushmore's of wrestling. Or, you know, just getting paid, man. That's all it's about coming at the end of the day. A couple things happened. We're going to keep this to just AEW and to WWE for the sake of time and also just interest. Because, of course, what do we know when we do shows on Tuesday? But so much stuff happens on a Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, in fact, or even Tuesday after we get off the show. Charles is taking his little notes. Got my little, you know, Clark Kent glasses going on. Be like, all right, what are we going to do? Going with AEW, they had dynamite grand slam and rampage grand slam it's kind of one of those big things that they were kind of going on the little big events the big highlight of it was um daniel it's not daniel bryan anymore it's brian danielson versus kenny omega in a non-title match it's really trying to see who the best in the world was i've watched the youtube clips i have not watched the full match so i can only comment on so much because i was at the gym you know trying to get trying to get like daniel bryan and get all kind of buff and rip actually i'm trying to get like roman that match huge from the highlights I saw was good. I don't know about the ending. And apparently when I talked to my other buddy about it, he was saying I was being fickle. Um, it ended in a draw. It went 30 minutes. They started the match out first, so they didn't have as much congestion with the commercials, which I appreciate considering the fact that the one thing I hate on both AEW and on NXT is the picture-in-picture quality and straight to commercials because it really ruins the match flow. But... I know it was good. I expected of it. This is what Brian Danielson wanted to kind of go out for, really challenge himself and be more impactful and violent in his way of wrestling, violent not to draw blood, but violent to up his moves and antes. I don't know how I feel about the, the, t- the draw because you get no resolution to it. I think it's also a very homage to Kenny Omega versus Kazuko Okada from a couple of years back at... Um, their pay-per-view matches on Wrestle Kingdom. I think it was New Year Dash. It's one of the two that they had to draw. Also, for me, it's like if it was a non-title match, you could just have Danielson win and you could set up the rematch at Revolution if you truly chose to. My buddy disagrees and says, no, it, it, the whole thing is about seeing who's the best wrestler and it meant nothing. Like, But it meant something with their whole concept, like who is really the best wrestler and it comes into a draw and then now they're going to be going for a title. When Brian came in, he was like, I'm not, one day we'll go for that title, but I want to see who's the best of us going. So Kenny has already lost an Impact Championship to Christian. I like the idea of maybe having him lose the Impact title. The Young Bucks, his entourage, his boys had lost their tag titles at Lucha Bros. Have Kenny lose a, not meaningless, but have Kenny lose a non-title match, and then he becomes even more paranoid. Because what am I doing, Francisco? I'm playing this silly game of, if I booked it, this is the story that I would tell. Because now with Hangman Page, I don't know if he's coming back or not anytime soon. Um, I think he's off show to take time off either to heal or to be with his pregnant wife. I'm not going to speculate to what the actual determination was. I think it's always good to take some people off TV anyway. So there's no fatigue and they heal and they get rejuvenated and also the fans come back into them. But it just makes more sense to me where Kenny has literally beaten everybody for a year plus and you have somebody in a non-title match when really it meant nothing beat him and then you're like oh i beat you once i can beat you again and you cause that doubt because what do you call that character showing character development you kind of want that right that's just me that's how i do things 
other matches that are on there. Sting wrestled a tag team match against FTR, formerly known as the Revival in NXT. It was a damn good match, I gotta admit. Sting, who's like 62, doing stinger splashes, treating it right. You know, he wanted to go out the right way, putting somebody over and having fun because he couldn't do that in WWE. Um, he did a stinger splash. Dax and Ash did a good job kind of helping out, and then Darby was there. Still not crazy about Darby, we'll see. Cody Rose, Malachi Black. It was fine. It was okay. Britt Baker, Ruby Soho, um, main event to that match. It was fine. Main event to that show was good. They had Rampage, which was CM Punk. That's their Friday show on TNT. Um, it had CM Punk versus Powerhouse Hobbs. That was decent. And then I think Minoru Suzuki and Lance Archer teamed up against, you know, we love Minoru Suzuki, teamed up against each other to go against John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. I didn't watch Rampage. I'm just going on the stats there. Do I have beef with some booking? No. You know what the big concern I have about AEW, buddy? Um, they're going to start introducing more titles. The first thing that they're thinking about is doing a trios title. So what's that mean? You know, there's six-man tag team matches. They're going to make belts for those. Okay. There's like 60-plus wrestlers on that stable. Maybe it makes fine. Everybody's in a faction these days. Faction being a group, a unit, a squad, just like sports goofs. Y'all are part of Goofs Nation. So mm. imagine if myself, Francisco, and Andrew wouldn't have title belts. Oh, that could be a good holiday gift. We're defending those championships against other podcasts. We're, we're, we're defending against, uh, you know, Gottlieb Goons. It's okay. Against, you know, Doug Gottlieb, Ben Simmons, and then Dabo Sweeney. We're going to bring <laughs> those guys down. We're going to bring them down. I can get behind it. But then there, there's a rumor about having a TBS title. So, you know, there's a TNT title. Dynamite is broadcast on yeah. TNT. Rampage mm-hmm. is broadcast on TNT. What's happening is Dynamite's going over to TBS starting in 2022. Rampage is rumored to stay in um, on TNT, but they're thinking about doing a TBS title to make it kind of exclusive. And they're thinking about putting it as a title for a second women's division. And I'm not crazy about that. Two reasons. One, the dearth of your women's roster is very limited. Two, don't make too many prop gimmicks because isn't the whole problem that people complain about my dogs are barking but people complain about raw and smackdown is the fact that they have too many titles and they want to unify titles they want to have one single women's wrestling champion as opposed to raw women's champion smackdown or the tag team belts i rather just unify the tag belts personally speaking but we're kind of creating the same problem i mean yes we have a big roster and no we don't want to fire anybody but isn't the only solution instead of creating more prop tiles, especially if you're in your infancy of two years, not even on year three yet fully, isn't the better solution just to press more young people and just give them their thing and not have the full forbidden door thing that Charles has been against. But now we're just creating prop titles because it's the idea of you need props to be interesting because your storylines, can you create storylines without props? That's the hard part, right? Think about it. Think about it about being a writing a writer for wrestling. Uh, I can't speak. A writer for wrestling or a booker for wrestling, Francisco. It's easy to say, you have title. I want title. You can give me that title. My title, I don't lose this title. I'll fight you on my terms and conditions. I gave you storyline, heel and face. Try to tell a story that doesn't have a championship. Take that motivating piece out of there. Because a title and a championship... Is going to be something that you look for for your legacy versus you know any kind of ceremony or pomp and circumstances. So go ahead and try to create me a storyline when it's just two people want to be each other. So is it the I don't like you, well, I don't like you, but what, what what do you guys not like each other for? You know, well, what are we doing into it? Mm. it it's much harder More than substance. you think. 
you need substance and wrestling community is super fickle but we all agree that if i just want to watch great wrestling i'll just watch new japan if you're on tnt or usa or fox i kind of want a little bit that entertainment too i need a little bit that soap opera drama you got to give it to me so what are we gonna get from it adding more titles is something that's still it has its footing but it has one foot where's the other footing come into um because i had to suffer 10 months of almost 10 months sorry jericho you're gonna hate me for this but i had to suffer 10 months of him and mjf just to get to this point so if you're gonna give me a title to help kind of like fix that i'll take it but that's just an example i would say my dogs are really going crazy mm, they must want food anywho we we love dogs here at sports goose and cats as well you know that's why I like kubara and his cat going to wwe there was a pay-per-view buddy extreme rules as you know it's a gimmick pay-per-view gimmick being that there's supposed to be some kind of thing coming out of it that you all should be supportive of where it's either tables ladders chairs iron man matches whatever extreme rules usually means it's no dq no disqualification anything goes first head scratcher that came into this was that there was only one extreme rules match that's right everything else was a regular match but the matches were so dang good i watched the entire pay-per-view I thought about it and I said, do I want to play video games? I was in the mental state. I was too tired. To play games. Or do I want to watch Aaron Rodgers and let him steal three hours of my life? No, ma'am and sir. I'm not letting that happen. I know the hate train's still on Seattle and it's going to be all season, but I'm not going to lose my precious time on this earth watching that man and his steely blue eyes just destroy another man's steely blue eyes and Jimmy Garoppolo in a battle of QBs. I did catch the last seven minutes though because of favorite you had it early. So Extreme Rules happened. It was very good, man. It was very enjoyable. There was two controversial finishes that happened. But from start to finish, I enjoyed it. They opened with a six-man tag match of the New Day with new world champion, Big E, going against Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, and Amos. Then you had the Street Profits versus the Usos, which was very good at the end. I felt like it was missing something a little bit. That surprise match of the night, or almost match of the night, was Alexa Bliss. That's right, that Alexa Bliss, who's been given basically the Fiend gimmick against Charlotte Flair for the Raw title. I thought that was going to be a bathroom break. I didn't want to watch. I wasn't going to be interested in it. Watch the top of the finish. I liked it. I liked everything about it. You know, it's not like match of the year or anything like that, but the story that they told Charlotte trying to bring back the old Alexa, Charlotte just kind of messing with her by, you know, throwing the doll at her face that she has Lily, the little avatar, I guess, of her humanity or demonic soul. It was my cup of tea. It was good wrestling too. The ladies really put it out there. And then came the triple threat match of Damian Priest defending his United States championship against Sheamus and Jeff Hardy. People love Jeff Hardy, man. If Andrew was here right now, we'll talk to you about Jeff Hardy. We we love Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy is respected in the culture. And the crowd was hot. And that's kind of what I missed about the live crowds is that they can really take a match on paper that should have been meh to a degree and really just put some, you know, liveliness. It's basically putting adobo on your chicken, kids. Y'all want that plainness? <laughs> that dried mm. white meat? Oh, well, you know, clouds, I just went to the meat store. Oh. He went to the meat store. That's, I'm surprised it's not your non-sponsor. But, um, you know, people putting I, in that. No, I've done wild bro. fork before. I've done wild fork before, I think. But, yeah. Oh, okay. dude, I got so, some venison. I'm gonna shoot. I venison almost, is always a good cut. I almost went for ostrich. I almost went for ostrich. Maybe have you ever had some. ostrich before? No, I have not. I can't it's wait. It's not bad. Yeah. Well, I like it. It's I bought, good. Oh, but the big thing was buying the pork belly. Oh, I'm going to go to town on the pork belly. Pork belly is so good. Mm. I, I can never cook it, but it's so good. Mm. I don't think I could cook it because I'll literally just have a pork belly sandwich. <laughs> I, I won't portion control it or anything like that. I'll just slap it in my mouth and just mm. let my juices celebrate um, coming into it. So 
the well, triple yeah. threat match was good. Um, and then the two matches night that I thought, thought were both good and then the endings. It's one of those times where some people hated the endings to both. And then I got to them and I'm like, I can live with it because I've seen Vince do much worse, much worse. But Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch was a very good match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Backstory, Becky came back after being gone from having her baby, being pregnant, having her baby. She shows up the SummerSlam match, beats Bianca like 26 seconds. And I felt like Vince was just doing this to get Bianca over because Bianca's not doing it for me as a babyface. I rather think she works as a heel. Anybody, Francisco, who says they are the EST of the division um, should be a heel when they're saying we're the best, we're the fastest, we're the strongest, we're the smartest, we're the hardest. Um, that to me screams heel. It doesn't scream like – because the idea is like do you want your babyface to be humble? Yes. I don't want them to be braggadocious. So – we want to do that, but Vince's intent to put as a babyface, but the match was actually very good, technically sound. I was into it. I, I wasn't looking at my phone or anything. And then they ended it with a DQ. And it wasn't Becky tried to cheat to win. She she was about to get put under to the KOD. And then Sasha Banks, who Bianca beat at WrestleMania for the women's championship, came and interfered. The same uh, Sasha Banks, who was supposed to be the match at SummerSlam, but for some reason wasn't there. And it's not even like we play the game of if I booked it, this is how I would do it. It wasn't even a cinch of like Sasha came in, cost Bianca the title by either A, attacking Becky or B, like just hitting Bianca and allowing Becky to beat her. It was just like straight up, she's about to KOD Becky. She just comes in, hits her. And it just kind of took the steam out. And yes, it's going to set up a triple threat on Friday Night SmackDown. Okay. I don't watch SmackDown, man. I don't have Fox. They won't be like Paramount or, you know, um, what's the other Peacock and just have me pay five bucks a month to do it. They want to be a pain in my butt. So it's whatever, but I don't like when you have a very involved match, have an abrupt ending that bothers me. It was a good match, but it bothered me. And then we get to the main event. You see him on the screen. You're a tribal chief. Roman Reigns. Look at him. He's so beautiful. He's got good hair. He's literally like the <laughs> equivalent of, um, uh the big bad booty daddy for me over in new york with I, i'm looking at the scores i'm getting like anxiety watching this baltimore right, score uh, let's see oh hey tony's house from d live welcome welcome you like wrestling we're talking about wrestling right now we're talking about wrestling at the end mm -hmm. show as always for the most part um so it was him versus the F uh, not the fiend i almost said the fiend the demon yeah, uh, finn balor even i know that's that's a mistake <laughs> that, that's the no-nos right but you have the demon what dogs are going wild excuse them everybody when you hear them they're just so supportive of roman reigns just like he's the big dog the dogs love him it's great so you have finn balor going in and um he had his regular personality and every now and then he channeled the demon to go to that next level to bring something out of him and we've talked about finn balor and the demon before we talked about him specifically when he was going against brock lesnar at royal rumble about two years ago and the, how he had to be the demon to beat bobby lashley for the ic belt at wrestlemania the whole idea is that if you can only bring it to an 11 when you're as a demon why won't you always be the demon it makes no sense he did have a good chance on that SmackDown match a couple weeks ago as regular Finn Balor, but he got choked out and the Usos interfered and all this other stuff. But you were in a booking compromise because you obviously cannot have Roman lose when he's about to go against Brock Lesnar in Saudi Arabia because that's the real money right there. The dogs agree with me too. I don't know if you can hear him, but it's amusing to me. Um, but you can't have The Fiend lose because The Fiend has only lost once in his entire reign in the WWE, and that's when he was in NXT against Samoa Joe. 
So you're really in a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. And we know Roman was going to win, but the idea is how do you beat a mythological or demonic spiritual entity possessing a Irishman that is Finn Balor? And the solution was mm, let Vince McMahon figure it out. And, ooh, ooh, buddy. That was not the most popular decision. The match itself was very good. Violence. It was extreme rules. There was the ultimate heel, heel move, Francisco, where they went to the crowd to beat each other up. And before Roman went to the crowd, do you know what he did? He asked Paul Heyman, his uh, special counselor, to give him a mask. So Roman literally stops, puts on a mask and goes and beats Vince's ass. It is the ultimate heel move. I loved it. And then Pat McAfee has just been a gem on commentary. It just makes it better. It's like, y'all aren't even worth, you know, breathing the same air as the tribal chief. I'm like, this is beautiful. And then it comes back into the ring. You have Finn just kind of like walloping him and Roman's walloping him. And it leads to um, this really weird segment where Finn is just kind of on the ground. The demon's on the ground. Roman's on the ground. And then it goes red. And I got a little excited francisco because every time you saw a red light who is that synonymous with mm. the fiend oh, so i'm like oh my god no. they brought it back oh no vince trolled me but oh. instead you see the red lights and then what happened was you hear the doot and it's the fiend's theme not the fiend the demon's theme song and then like the demon came back with like some kind of resurrection and just went to hell to beat up roman drop kicks him through a table i'm like holy sh- what are we doing what are we doing? And then he puts him into the ring and he goes up to do his coup de gras. And you're like, Oh God, what's going to happen. And this is how it ends. The top rope breaks out of nowhere. Finn just falls down, falls over, quite his knee. Like what just happened in Roman Spears? I mean, you get the one, two, three. And a lot of people weren't happy with it. I was okay with it because sometimes mm. I, I rationalize an abuser and that's what Vince McMahon is to me in my little wrestling fandom. And my thought process is like, Oh, you know, the demonic horror was just too much and the rope can sustain such high power and the ropes just broke. And then Finn went away from thinking that he is the demon. And then he went back to regular Finn and his body was damaged and Roman got up his beard. And that was the one, two, three. That's like how I dealt with it. And by that logic, which of course here's the thing about wrestling. It's, it's baseline. You don't get those deep analytical thought processes because you, you're really leaving to the hands of a geriatric 76 year old who is really outdated sometimes. So that's how I rationalize it. And I've seen worse ending. So I was fine with that ending. It pissed off a lot of people, but I have also seen an ending where it was the fiend going against Seth Rollins and hell and cell where everything goes Francisco. And there was referee stoppage. So how does that happen? It's like saying, Oh, it's a fight to the death, but no one's going to die today. So I was fine with it. But now it's on to the next one. Is the demon protected? Sure. Is Finn Balor still protected? Sure. Is there always an idea that maybe he's going to be the one to beat Roman? Maybe. Is this the all sites are going to be on Roman and Brock Lesnar October 26th? Yeah. Is Charles going to watch October 26th? Yeah. Because I want to see it. But a bigger thing's happening. It's going to start Friday and then continue to Monday. And it's going to lead to um, our show Tuesday because it's going to be about theories and predictions. There's going to be the draft. And as you know, the draft is kind of rigged, but it's mm. going to be basically superstar switching to either SmackDown or Raw. So you might get somebody who's on Raw going on SmackDown, vice versa. You, get, may, you may get champions switching. Um, they might break up some teams. Who knows? They're going to call up some NXT people. The higher-ups at both USA and Fox have already been notified who's going to be switched. And I think 
you have to appease USA a little bit. I've already told you that Fox has been just too dominant, top heavy, especially since they both now have Becky Lynch and Brock Lesnar. But the idea could be that you can draft them onto USA. I mean, I think Bianca Belair is going to Raw. I think Sasha Banks is going to go to Raw. That's going to help out that division a little bit. Maybe you fix the tag teams. It's a good reset. I would hope, but the problem is, is that Vince, every time he does these drafts, he makes it worse because what he does is he literally just continues feuds by putting the same people over. Case in point, for example, Seth Rollins, Ray Mysterio, all last summer, they were feuding. And then Ray gets put on SmackDown. And you're like, oh, this is great. And then Seth gets put on SmackDown. You're like, what the hell, man? I don't want to see this feud continue. And it continues a little bit. I'm like, come on, man. They, they do that. Not a fan, but I'm hoping they do some things. And then I'll leave you onto Monday Night Raw. Because I hate this man. I hate Vince McMahon. Three weeks in a row, Francisco, he has gotten me to watch wrestling on a Monday when there has been Monday Night Football. And part of that is due to the fact that, you know, the, the games themselves have been subpar. But sometimes you still watch them. However, big sweaty men slapping meat against each other, Francisco. That's what was last night because Biggie and Bobby Lashley were going for the, the WWE Championship. As the first match of Raw, and then it got stopped because the New Day interfered when the reunited Hurt Business, Bobby Lashley's old stable of Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander came in. MVP is currently on the uh, injured reserve, as we'll call it for wrestling, because he had surgery in real life. He'll be back in like four to six weeks, but then they interfere. So they're like, we're going to finish this in a cage match later that night. So I'm like, what? Are you telling me? two big muscular men slapping meat in a cage. I'm watching that. So I watched it at 840 when I, or yeah, 1040 when I popped that on. And it was so good of Bobby Lashley and Biggie just being the hell out of each other in the cage. And it really told a good story of Biggie. Maybe he's not up to level. Maybe he can't do it. Maybe him just cashing the money in the briefcase on Bobby was just a lucky chance. And then it just ends with Biggie doing the big ending from the top rope with the cage assistant. And it was, it was prime. It was, it was like the quad. It's the Davis double from Wendy's. You know you want it. You know you need it. You get out of the medium and you are satiated. And at the very end, as you saw him, Drew McIntyre comes out with his damn sword and points at Biggie, saying, I'm next in line. I personally think Drew is going to go to SmackDown and beat Roman for the belt because that's for the story. It's long-term booking. That's what happened last November when they were at Survivor Series and Roman had to cheat to beat him and all this stuff when it was titled you know, just champions going against each other with no title at stake. But as Vince's boy, he's going to do what he wants. But I will be okay with Drew and Biggie if it helps solidify Biggie more. I'm more interested in seeing Biggie versus AJ Styles for a title to help establish Biggie's credibility as a champ. And also, possibly, I do believe Seth Rollins at the end of the day should be the one who takes the belt from Biggie because the Drip God is just doing beautiful right now. And I, I do believe that him versus Edge, when Edge does comes back, is the match I want to watch at my Mania, man. Plain and simple. And that's really long term booking. So I'll leave you at that. That's all I got for you this week on the cage. Okay. All right. Well, well, that's it. That's it. So thanks, everybody. We're, we're done here. Just two hours. You know, usually it's like two an hour, two and a half hours now. We used to, we used to be two an hour at average. Now it's two and a half. So anyways, see you guys next week. 116. More NFL. We'll College see how football. the Yankees feel. Baseball. It's going to, it's, it's all going to go down. It's all going to be great. Okay, and then we'll look forward to some actual basketball and hockey. All right. Bye. Take care.